Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It is the uh, Oops. the 300th show. Wow, 300. 300, bro. It's all, I got, it's all the goddamn shows. I wasn't here for all 300, but I'm here for a large portion of them. You've been here for a very large portion of them, Sean. Thank you for joining me tonight, bro. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, are we good on the audio side of things? I don't know. I don't know either. It's uh, not. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's going uh, good on the audio side. It, it it should be. We didn't go to the NB. Do we go to NB Guide too? Or no. Yeah. Yeah, it's not showing up. No. Well. Well, that's on you. Oh man, I don't know if the audio is working. The audio is. It was acting a little fruity. Not gonna lie, it was acting a little fruity. But I'm not sure. So hold on. Let me get to. Uh, let me get to. I think. Yeah, great way to start off our 300th show, right? Like this audio this, issues as always. Uh, uh, right, uh, it never fails. It never fucking fails. I don't change anything. I don't touch anything. Nothing ever changes in here, and yet here we are. Um, it, it says it's good on our end, but you know, on free agency Eve. Technically, it's free agency Eve. I mean, technically, technically but technically. It's already, we're already in the legal tampering period, which is AKA you can agree to deals. Just can't do anything until tomorrow. True that. True that. Um, which means basically free agency started yesterday, 12 o'clock. Yep. So we know where everybody's going. We know what everybody's doing. Mostly everybody. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys still unsigned. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, man, I mean, we, we can get right into it. We can talk with, start with a different topic. I mean, I don't want to bury the lead here, but uh, it's been an excellent day for, uh, for Patriots fans all around. Yeah, so uh, we'll kick it off with the Patriots. Obviously, we're going to get right down with it. Uh, to The NFL free agency is the biggest thing going right now. Um, we've got a major programming announcement coming up at some point during the show. Um, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm trying to get Darkness on the line. To uh, he Obviously, he's not here tonight. Um, so, yeah, is this, like, not – is something, like, fucking up with this thing? Like I don't know. It, it seems like Facebook's fucking up right now. I, I feel like Facebook's fucking up. But, anyway – it doesn't matter. We'll f- we'll figure it out. Somebody will chime in and tell us. They always do. Um, but about uh, the audio, say, "Oh, I can't hear you guys." Yeah, somebody will say, "Oh, no audio," and we'll go, "Okay, hold on. We'll be right back in five minutes. We'll try this again." Yeah. Um, but it should be fine. Everything everything on my end looks good. Just you know, but you never fucking know with this thing because it just it is it's fucky. It's touchy. Mind of its own. Very. I know, right? I don't understand. Like I said, never touch anything. Um, but anyway, so let's get right down to it. We we'll get down to. Uh, We'll get down to the NFL free agency. Obviously, the Patriots slam dunk on day one. Uh, we'll get into start off with a bang in day two as well. It, yeah, day two did not did not disappoint. If you're a Patriots fan, either. Uh, we'll get into that. So we'll get into them. We'll get into uh, the other moves around the league. We'll get into a little uh, Drew Brees retiring. Drew Brees retiring. Um, we have Taysom Hill and his ridiculous contract. Fake ridiculous contract. Well, I mean, it still happens, so it's it's semi real. Um, we can talk. It's about, real to me, damn it. It's real to him. You can you can damn well bet he's telling everybody. I just got four years, one hundred and thirty-five million dollars for a taste of goddamn hill. But um, yeah, there's there's so much information that happened in the last like since in a week's time. I mean. I really don't know anything about basketball or baseball. Baseball seems like it's like non-existent still right now. Well, I know it's spring training and ba- everything's training. Baseball is what seventeen days away from opening day now. Doesn't even feel like it. And I mean, does anyone care? Honestly, I'm sure some of the good teams do. No, I mean some of the fans of the good teams do. But does nobody care? Like nobody cares though, right? Oh, plus we have other Red Sox news today, in which uh, 
a current basketball player has become a was it two percent owner of the Boston Red Sox. Yes, yes, there is a certain basketball player that is uh, now officially an owner, not just hypothet, uh, hy- not just hyperbole. Uh, of a Boston team, so how, they've got that. How going. does that work? How does how do you allow this man to buy in to that team, to our team, to the well, not as much my team now. You you've you've neglected them until John Henry either dies or sells the team. Which yes, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive into that. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, the audio is good, by the way. Actually. Okay, good. So we're good. Um, but no, we'll get into that. We'll get into uh, Drew Brees calling it a career. First and foremost, though, Sean, I did want to acknowledge what today is. What is today? Today is March 16th. Ergo, Stone Cold Day. So, Sean, in light of Stone Cold Day, I got a treat for us. I went ahead. Go on. And made us some Stone Cold Margaritas. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, guess what, buddy? You get to drink a margarita with me. Oh, okay. So, don't... Yeah. Just, just, get, just give me the ice right in my hand. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's, that's cheating, Sean. Stone Cold would be very disappointed if he heard you say I don't that. Think, I don't think he uses ice in anything. What? Did I say what? Huh? I, oh, man. Th- those what things were the, were the best back in the day. Oh, you already pre-made it as well. Oh, I've already made these. Oh, oh yeah. These have already been made. Now, this is very dangerous because this thing pours like shit. But, you know... Alcohol and electronics typically don't mix. Yeah, so be careful with that. But, you know, we'll... Hey, you know what? This is row one, seat one. Fuck it. You know, we've got a huge budget around here, so... <laughs> we'll, uh, a little heavy board on one. Yeah. There you That's go. even. So hey. there you go, buddy. There's your Stone Cold Cheers. margarita. Cheers to Stone Cold. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold says... I thought you were going to pull out some El Segundos. <sighs> Damn. All tequila, brother. Oh, I know. And that's the good stuff, too. You that's are a heavy pourer with tequila. That is the Don Julio with the Cointreau, the lime juice. I just Woo. I didn't do I didn't salt the rims because that would have made a mess. No, I'll salt the rim. No, and, I don't want that either. That's a pain in the ass. No, you, yeah, you don't strike me as the type of dude that would. Uh, no, you, 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 you definitely get sugar on your rim, don't you? No. Yeah, you one of them. No. Yeah, you. Uh, if it's if it's uh the don't lie. Like, no, no no October and if it's like uh what's that seasonal like apple cider shit mm-hmm. like what what are you fucking what the fuck you call those like I got, like I like Downey Cider it's like a local uh, cider company yeah, I like yeah. that and then they'll do like the 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 holiday rim for that around like October oh I'm all about that in October but like for the rest of the year no you don't keep doing that no yeah no you don't sugar your rim but you you know I don't know you're, you 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 kind of strike me as the guy that'd be like oh, I'll take some sugar in my rim. I'll take some sugar in my room. In my room. Not on my room. In, in my, my room. room. Uh, so 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. We're drinking Stone Cold Margaritas here on 316. What? And uh, we're going to be here uh, for the next two hours. We've got a major programming announcement coming up at some point. I don't know. Does it look like are the comments working? I don't know. I don't Does know. Does it seem like anything's working tonight? Um, so if it's not, if it, things are a little fucky, please let us know. Uh, if you can comment, please comment. Let us know everything's working. Uh, obviously, Darkness isn't here. Uh, he was injured. Uh, he So, Darkness was injured on Sunday. And not life-threatening. He dropped we don't think. on his back. He basically... Um, so, he claims... Oh, no, the comments are working. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate you. So, he claims he, he, was, he threw out his back lifting something very heavy. But you and I both know damn well Darkness doesn't do anything physical like he doesn't even play softball physically so i don't know that i'm just saying and the rumor has it is he actually fell off his roller skates and so i did a little bit of sleuthing and i came up and i found this picture of darkness just moments before the accident 
There you go. There he is. Just hanging I out. I can't even see that picture. He's just he's there. He is. He's on his roller skates, and this is. We don't have a picture of the actual accident um, because we weren't able to. Uh, our, our sources were not able to provide that with us due to legal complications. Uh, but there is darkness on his roller skates. I'm very proud of him. He got those legs very tan and shaved. He's well, you know, he is the darkness for a reason. So, uh, but yeah, they, he's looking very sh very chic. You know, very athletic in that picture, uh, more so than what he usually is. Um, but there he was. He he uh, he definitely he he fell off his roller skates. You he done messed up, Keith. He didn't he didn't fall off any. He didn't pick anything up heavy. We know darkness doesn't pick up anything heavy. He just has other people do it for him. No, he's fine. No, he, I mean he wouldn't even pick up the two dimes off the floor for like three years. So you know, that was too heavy. I think those dimes are gone. By the way, I don't know where those dimes went. No, no, they've probably been gone now for God knows how long. Oh Jesus. Uh, so, so before we get started, uh, the one thing we do want to do is we did want to acknowledge one, uh, the passing of one marvelous, marvelous Marv, Marvin Hagler, uh, one of the great boxers, uh, of Lo the eighties. Local Brockton guy, isn't Lo he? Yeah, uh, he was the pride of Brockton, wasn't he not? Um, or at least, uh, he was born in Newark, but I thought he grew up in Brockton, uh, or something along those lines. I think lines. he was a, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna I think lie. he was a Brockton-based fighter. He was, uh, he was definitely out of my, um... Definitely before my time. Oh, but absolutely, you mine can, too. But you can go ahead and watch Marvin Hagler and uh, and and Hearns, Hagler Hearns. It's basically a Rocky fight um, in real life. I shared it actually four or five days ago on the Row One page. Yep. Uh, just the first round. The first round is the best first round you'll ever see in boxing. Unbelievable. It looks like it's scripted with how those guys blow for blow, keep throwing punches, trying to dodge and weave. They they both get some great punches in there. Uh, Hearns gets staggered. Hagler gets staggered. Staggered all in the first round. It was literally a Rocky fight in real life. And then when the bell rings, they both act in the corners. They both look at each other like, that's all you got, bitch. <laughs> they, they give each other like the look of like, damn, I, like you don't see that now. Now it's all defensive moves, like jab, jab, dodge. It's, it's all defensive-minded now. But you don't see guys come out like that and just throw haymakers and throw like all their best punches right in the first round. No, you don't. And it was a it was a great fight. Awesome YouTube watch if you've never seen it. It's only like eight or nine minutes long the whole uh, fight. Oh, well, the first round is three minutes, and then the rest. Second round went three. It went to round three. I know that. Okay, then it was the third round. It did end then. Yeah. So I don't know how far into the third round it ended, but anyway, it was a. It was um. Who was it? It was Hagler, right? Hagler won that one. Didn't it he? was Hagler and Hearns. Yeah, but Hagler won. Hagler that one. won it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Hagler won it, and uh, it was a great fight, and it was just it was a it was a spectacle. It was what everybody wanted boxing to be. Absolutely. Um, again, I'm not I'm not a huge boxing guy. I do enjoy boxing. I do watch it when it comes on. Speaking of which. Big big boxing news where yes. uh, Fury and yeah, Joshua trying to unif unify the titles. Is that what it is? I believe so because it's. It, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on the ticker. That is massive. If you have two of the biggest heavyweights in boxing trying to unify the titles, like one winner take all type of thing. I mean, Tyson Fury is the biggest name, like star power wise, and Joshua. But Joshua lost not too long ago. Yeah, he well didn't he lose to? Um... He lost a couple of fights. Oh, no, that was Fury that beat the shit out of the guy with that had too much shit coming on into the ring. Oh, Deontay Wilder. Wilder, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. Deontay Wilder, I think, has fought one more fight since then, and he won, but it was... I didn't even know what happened. Uh, no, not, not, many, not many people did. It I was like, But COVID happened, so that's why mostly everyone... Yeah, that's, that's true, shit. right. Wait, but, right. Um, Hag but, I mean, the going back to the Hagler-Hearns thing, if you guys haven't seen this fight, and I'm, I'm dead serious, take the three minutes of your time, look it up on our page, look it up on YouTube, look it up on... Whatever kind of social media, Google, Google, I don't care what you do. It's worth your time because you're not going to see a fight like that. If fights mm -hmm. were like that today, 
boxing would be all the rage. Right oh now, my God, yeah. all the rage is ultimate fighting and these guys beating and kicking each other, submissions and stuff like that. If you had boxers come out and just throw offensive strikes and less defensively, I mean, it's not great for the health. It's not great for the health or winning. But you know how fans are. Fans are like, God damn, that man throws some punches. Fans fans are fickle. They'll, they'll, they'll change back Especially on a dime. Especially when it comes to heavyweights. It doesn't even matter who you are. Like in UFC, like you can watch two nobodies and they beat the shit out of each other and there's blood and there's guys get knocked out and it's... It's a train wreck for like minutes at a time. In boxing, it goes the distance. There's, you know, there's guys getting broken up. They hold and people get, ah, this is too boring. It's become like the golf of like fighting. Like there's like an art to it and there's like a dance you have to do. And then you go watch this Hearns Haggle fight and it's like, Fuck all this noise. We're just going to beat the yeah. shit out of each other. We hate each other. <laughs> well, I guess it, the, the story goes they had an agreement before the, sh- before the fight, an unspoken agreement that they were just going to send it. And boy, did they fucking send it. Uh, it was it was an, it was wild to see because like you said, you don't you didn't see boxing matches like that. You know what I mean? Like usually, if you saw something like that, it was one sided. Where like Mike Tyson was just teeing off on some guy you've never heard of and just absolutely destroying him. Yeah. Or the other guy was teeing off and my, Mike Tyson's just eating the punch, eating the punch, eating the punch, eating the punch. Uppercut, you're dead. Yeah. And it was wild, but uh, yeah, we did want to make mention of that because uh, it was a big loss for the boxing community. Again, it was a, it was a little bit before my time. And your time, I, well. I think that I think that Hearns fight took place in '85. He was so young; he only, he was this only is like the year I was born. What is, he, what is he? 62? I think he was 77. No, I think he was in his 60s and he passed away. He uh, was 67 or 77. And I mean, when you see these two men fight, I mean, the amount of body fat between them—I have more fat in my wrist right now that I'm pinching than those guys had in their entire bodies combined. Those guys were just like. Muscle, skin, and bone of like just pure fighting machines. I uh, was born in fifty-seven, uh, fifty-four. Oh, okay. He's probably close to seventy then. Sixty-six. Sorry, yeah, right. Age he 66. was sixty-six. Sixty-six. Yeah. Duh. I can math. Wow. Uh, yeah, sixty-six is really young. He was just coming up on sixty-seven. He was almost sixty. And he lived in the live for your die state. He lived in New Hampshire. He did. He lived up in New Hampshire. Uh, did a lot of work up there. So, uh, good stuff. But um, we'll get in. We'll, you know, we just wanted, like you said, we just wanted to make a make a note of that because we. Uh, We've we've missed the boat on a couple of those on the show a few times, and um, you know we just want to make sure we don't miss the boat on those. Yeah, that was a good one. But seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. That's the phone number. Give us a call if you want to get in on this action. Uh, Sean, let's dive right into it. Man, the Patriots, the evil empire is back. the The Death Star has returned into orbit, and we can see it now. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody, like the NFL, is like we're all on Alderaan, and the Death Star just appears. And in, in the uh, you know in space, just like you know, it's like is that a moon? That's no moon, and you just hear like you just see Bill Belichick just da 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 da. I need those free agents, and you're just like fuck. Like I mean, we're we're in the world right now where everyone's talking about the stimmy. Like I'm, I'm so sick of hearing that word. Stimmy. I get my Biden bucks everyone's tomorrow. Like, everyone's like, damn. Yeah, apparently me too. Apparently everyone's just going like, oh my god, the preachers got the stimulus and they spent it all already. It's like I get it. It's very very topical and funny. But let's let's be real. Let's really let's really dive into it. This is not everyone to say like Belichick's doing playing out of his mind. This is not out of his mind. No, he did this in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. He did this again in two thousand and fourteen. Wes Welker, Dante Starworth, Randy Moss, Adelis Thomas. Yeah, and he did this in two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Brandon Browner, Darrell Revis. Uh, I know and other lesser wide receivers as well. Chris Hogan, yep. LaFells, all. But he was like reloading guys back up. And Belichick says, you know what I need? I need to go out there, and I need these guys right here. And both of those years turned into a Super Bowl. One a win, one a loss. I don't want to talk about the loss. I'm, I'm okay still, with the loss. I'm still a bitter piece of shit. 
I'm okay with talking about the loss. But Belichick knows how to go out and get the guys he specifically wants and then turn those guys into immediate winners. Absolutely. I am blown away. I never expected... I expected aggressive. This is shocking. This is like up your ass. Like, like this is like Metallica metal up your ass aggressive. I, I couldn't believe like... Janu Smith, I was like, oh my God, that's the guy I wanted at tight end. Fucking amazing. That's going to be a great day. Right. It starts off with a great signing, right? And then 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes in, done. Yeah. And then not long after that, they get Matthew Judon, Edge, you know, Edge, Edge, which is now a new. Well, no, up, second, which is, second was the, the, the defensive tackle for Miami. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yep. But the next biggest one, or in my opinion, the biggest signing of the day was Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon, defensive end? I thought was the best. Arguably, outside, like, it was like him and Shaq Barrett were, like, kind of my number one and two. Shaq Barrett was one. Where, well, they were, they were. The height of the free agency. Yeah, they were, they were number one, rusher. number two, and yep. you, you could have flip-flopped either one of them. Depending. Depending on what you were looking for in the player. I love Matthew Judon. I, and, and he is a Belichick guy. He's smart. He's technically sound. He's going to play well in New England's defense. He's going to, the Belichick's going to be able to scheme with him, mm-hmm. get in the defensive tackle. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, got you. Yeah, from uh, I have no idea how to say it. It's just French. The, the, he's got do it. Got you. He's got do. He's got e e a u x at the end of his name, and I'm just like, well, I've never taken French, so fuck that. Maybe he's Pepe Le Pew's cousin. He'll be banned in no time. Careful, careful, don't say that. You can say you can say WAP all you want, but you can't say Pepe Le Pew. But no, so this guy, they get the defensive tackle, then they get Judon. And, man, is that going to be a fucking nasty defense next year. Immediately, Belichick says, we couldn't stop the run last year. I'm fucking fixing this. Yep. And then don't forget, they got Anderson from the Jets. Anderson is a, is a well-known run defender. I mean, he's not a good pass specialist. If you leave him out there by himself, the guy can't get to the quarterback worth a shit. But he's a great run blocker. Yeah. So, I mean, you got you talk about three. Run stuffer, I think, is what you meant to say. What did I say? Blocker? You said blocker. Fuck. You were, thinking of, Run you, you, were, you were thinking of Thicky Boy. Oh, don't get me started on Big Trent Brown. <laughs> we got Trent Brown back, and my eyes were like, mm. I was like, we have two of the fattest men to play offensive line on the Patriots. It's it's like uh, it's it's Larry Allen and um, uh, fucking what's his name, the guard from Dallas that John Madden was absolutely in love with. Oh, my God. Uh, what was no, it? Oh, Larry. come on. You said Larry Allen, and you ruined it. The fucking other guy there. The um, Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't. Nate. Nate. Nate Newton. Nate Newton. Was Nate Newton? I yeah. Nate Newton wasn't that big. Nate Newton was like a biscuit shy of 450, bro. Was he really? Yo. Wow, I don't remember that. I thought that, he was like 300 That pounds. man used to like go to like this diner and just clean it out every day Shit, for lunch. I don't remember that. God damn, I'm getting old. Nate Newton. That was like John. Remember John Madden was just like infatuated with him because he was just this big fat dude and he was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then Nate Newton, he's like, he like, or the, that was Larry Allen that ran down somebody on the sidelines and like they had just like the two best athletic fat guys ever. That's why Emma Smith's going to the Hall of Fame. Come on, let's be real. Yeah, Emma Smith wasn't that great. It's pretty great. Let's watch all the Cowboys fans be like, what? We signed. What the fuck is the number of this stupid fucking we show? We signed Cooper. Um, um, but no, so so Bill Belichick absolutely goes buck fucking wild day one. Obviously, Smith and Judon were the two big ones at day one. And then today. Three more come out later, right on, around later yesterday, what, though. 10 30, 11 o'clock in the, in the morning this morning. And who's going to the Patriots? Oh, another tight end. The other top tight end in the market. Hunter fucking Henry, who Sean has been calling for to New England since, what, last year? So last year, when they franchised him, I was like, ah, oh, there's no chance. Unless it was like a tag and trade. When we played the Chargers, I remember coming to this show and I said, did you guys see? I remember the whole conversation. I said, Belichick was on the field like, 
Like the coach came out. He's like, get the fuck out of the way. He pushed the coach out of the way. He's like, get this coach out of here. I don't have. I, I already shook your hand. I don't, I'm all set. And he's looking for Hunter Henry. He sees him and he throws his arms open like he's like a lost child of his and hugs him so bigly. And he's like, and he's like talking to him back and so forth. So bigly. So bigly. And I'm like, this man is in love with Hunter Henry. And then, you know, if you if you screenshot at the right time, it's like Belichick checking out his ass like that Odell one. <laughs> Belichick's like, hmm. <laughs> but I knew. Could bounce a quarter off of that bad boy. I said, man, if the Chargers don't franchise tag him again, he's a Patriot. And when we signed Janu, Janu Smith yesterday, I was like, you know what? They probably said, let's analyze it. We'll get we'll get the better blocker of the two. But Hunter Henry, better receiving. Janu Smith, better blocker. And better blocker is what Belichick usually covets. I did not think Belichick said, fuck it. We're, we're, we're going to run back the double the double tight end set times. He loves those double tight end sets. Everyone's going to say, Gronk and Hernandez again. These guys are not Gronk and Hernandez at all. These guys are two completely different players, two completely different style sets. This is more... You're gonna get something more along the lines of Martellus Bennett Gronk and Gronk. I'm being I'm using the term loosely. You'll get like the watered down version of Gronk, but that's the tight end set you should look for. Is that 2016 double tight end set where you're gonna force teams to throw their nickel defense on the field and say, "All right, we're gonna run it down your throat now." So you have to play the the pass and the run. Mm-hmm. And now, last thing I heard before I came to the show, two more rumors. One. Patriots are looking at running backs and big running backs. They don't want small guys. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson. Big two names. They said that they're in touch with both of them. They, they're they talking with both of them. I just, I the Patriots, you can see what they're doing. They want to get very big guys. They don't care about speed. They just said, well, we're just going to ram it down your throat. We're going to make sure you're exhausted, you're tired. We're just going to beat you to the ground. And... That's going to be a recipe for winning in this league coming up because the way defense has been built over the last five years. Sure. And, what's, all the and what's the one good thing Cam could do last year? That dude could run, run the ball. Passing not so great, but maybe we'll see with some other talent. I'm not crazy about the wide receiver they signed. I mean, Nelson Aguilar. Here's the thing, though. If you get the Las Vegas slash Oakland slash... It's one year. Putnam County, whatever fucking... Yeah, I know. Wherever they play now. If you get the Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders... If... You that's a, that's a great steal. That's a great deal. Like that that's that's a quality player. See, now he was a punchline in Philadelphia. Clearly, I mean, out here dropping. We out here catching babies. Unlike Aglo, like there's that, and everybody remembers that. Of course. But what people forget is Aguilar is a really, 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 really phenomenal talent. Hell yeah, absolutely. And if you he can get was him the ball, coming, coming out of college, he was like. A first round was he second round I think pick he's by the one Eagles? Of, he's he's one of he was first because he's one of either five or six guys to uh one of five or one of five or six wide receivers drafted in the first round to win a Super Bowl with their team. That's right. Oh what a weird stat that is. Right? Because it was only like Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Demarius Thomas, Nelson Aguilar, uh Santonio Holmes, and I think that's it, but there could be one more. I feel like I'm missing one. Damn. Wow, that is crazy. That is a crazy stat. I mean, he didn't really help that team that much. I mean, he was like the kind of cast off on I'm that sorry, team. at least in the last like 25 years or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. Since I'm sure there's been, I'm sure there been something like in the 90s or Oh, 80s yeah, I'm or sure or. like Lynn Swan or some shit was like, oh, first round pick, oh, whatever, okay. So, yeah, there's like fucking 20 guys picked. Yeah. That whatever. doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, we're on uh, round 73 of the draft here. On <laughs> Seems to be 10 rounds, whatever it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, um, yeah, Carl, was it Carl Metlin- Mecklenburg? Wasn't he uh 11th round pick? Some bullshit. Yeah, they, 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 just, they just keep picking guys until, like, all right, teams are full. We're done. Yeah, no, okay, this is enough. This is and enough. all the draft teams just to be all the guys together, like, at, like, a draft day event. They're all smoking with, like, magazines and, like, charts next to them. And, like, we're going to take this kid out of uh, Utah. 
Uh, totally and just, different time. Just to let the listeners know real quick, I just pinned a tweet at the top of our feed. Uh, it's the link to Mixler.com. You'll see it at Mixler.com backslash Joey-Fats. I've had a few people come up ask me, um, is there a way to listen to the show live without being on Facebook? Sure. Um, so there it is. You can click that link. That will give biscuit. you just the, uh, the live audio. Um, so you don't have to leave Facebook open and tie your phone up. You can go through, you know, scroll through other shit on Facebook, look at other things. I know for me personally, yeah. like, I can't watch. I mean, I'm not sitting down and watching I'm more than, like, three minutes of a video on I, Facebook. I got a two-year-old. A two-year-old takes up all my time. Yeah. He's, he's going to be, be screaming in 30 seconds. I need to be able to take my phone, throw it in my pocket, and then listen to whatever's being. And go about your day. And go about what I'm doing. I can't. I don't have time to watch it. So uh, that Mixler.com backslash Joey-Fats, that's the link. Uh, if you want the audio only, uh, so just keep that in mind. I'll put that up on the New Bedford Guide one as well. Uh, but that's what that is. So you can uh, you can keep that there. So I and then the, the two rumors going back to the, what the Patriots are talking about is the big running back we just discussed, and then you know potentially trading Gilmore for either moving up in the first round, or the other rumor has been trading for Odell Beckham Jr., which would net the Patriots that number one covered wide receiver they've been. People have been looking for for them for a long time. I, I just I'm I'm like, I'm amazed with how much they've actually attacked free agency and the trade market right now, and they're just like not slowing down still. And so far, apparently, we still have like thirty five million dollars in cap room because Belichick has backloaded all of these deals, expecting the cap to explode in the next few years with the new TV deals. Yeah, so which, he's is gonna gonna, ba- which is going to happen. So he's going to backload the deals, and he goes, oh, "I'll address it then." Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that. I know, like, like, uh, we'll, and we'll get into the Broncos in a minute because it revolves around Deshaun Watson. But yep. uh, they, the Broncos did the same thing with uh, with Von Miller and Darby. Uh, yeah. The Broncos only spent, I think, four million against the cap to re- to sign both of those guys because the way they structured the contract. So yep. uh, it works out. But you're right, and so the cap portion of it, the money spent, and what's crazy is I sent you guys a stat. I think it was uh, Warren Sharp. Yeah, it was, it was the Warren. It was the Warren Sharp one. And and this is this is a crazy stat for free agency because a lot of people think like if you just go out and just throw money at, at the issues, uh, you will you'll 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 win, right? Well, wrong. Not necessarily. So the Jaguars have now spent as of uh, today. Uh, this was what a couple hours ago. The Jaguars have now spent one point four billion dollars in free agency since two thousand eleven. One point four billion. So ten years. In ten years. They average over $100 million in offseason. It is by far the most in the NFL. In that same span, they have lost 75% of their games, and they are now on their fifth head coach. How do you lose 75% of your games without spending a billion dollars? $1.4 billion. Almost a billion and a half. And, like, it's not, you know, like a million and a half, a million, like, ah, what's the fucking deal? No, a billion and a billion and a half, that's a big deal. Damn. That's a huge difference. So these guys have spent – so just so you know, like, so this is where – and this is where I saw a lot of the criticism because it's been a really, 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 really rough 36 hours for the nobody wants to play for Bill Belichick crowd. Man. Because, Jesus Christ, are they getting dragged right now. So I am so – I'm so happy on many fronts because, one, it makes me look smart because I was like, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to go out and get guys. Didn't think this many. But then I said, you know, it's just it's just not true. Like, money is a big contributing factor. And then after some of the deals have come out, we we saw the Janu Smith deal. We saw – hey, Sarah. We saw the Janu Smith deal. We saw the Judon deal. These guys are not taking top-of-the-market values. I mean, it is. Trust me, it is. Janu did, is like the third or fourth highest-paid tight end in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But it's 
Okay, like that makes sense. Like but he should be typic- third or fourth highest. Typically, the best guy in the market is going to set the market, reset the market. When Absolutely. You get agency. And then Shaq Barrett signed whatever it was, like seventy-four million, and then Judon signs for like forty-eight. And I was like, No, I think it was more than that, wasn't it? it? Was forty-eight or fifty? I think it was sixty-eight. Wasn't it five years, sixty-eight? No, or six years, sixty-eight. No. No, it was less. It was than like ten point five million a year, whatever that. Uh, yeah, so it must have been four. On years. average, but it, it doesn't. Yeah, it's so not it, like it must have like been four. But four it was years, like I was, I was like, okay, like that's a great deal. And then you know we heard that the, the Nelson Algal out. Oh, I can't say his name. Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar news, and then we heard the Kendrick Bourne Baby news. Dropper. And then well, I'm like, the Kendrick Bourne like seven, like seven and a half million dollars a year. And then you look at it, and it's it's all incentive based, and he's only getting three million this year. And I'm like. I'm very happy with this. So like, a lot like the Cam Newton deal that everybody was freaking out about. About oh, how are they going to give Cam Newton fourteen million dollars? I was right effing there. I saw fourteen million and I texted you guys. I said my hot is gone. Mm-hmm. I said fourteen million for Cam. I said I wanted to Cam back. I said I'm all for it. Bring him back. I'm happy to have Cam back. I think he's a great culture guy. I think he kind of got dicked with, with a lot of the team we had last year. But I really liked Cam, but not at fourteen million. And then you see it's actually five million base. And then if he plays all 16 games and doesn't make the playoffs, it comes, becomes $8 million. And then the rest of it is playoff and Super Bowl and Super Bowl win-based. So the max he can get is $14 million if he wins the Super Bowl and wins the MVP. I mean, pretty good year. $14 million reasons to try to win Super Bowl MVP. He doesn't need the money. I mean, I mean he's going to go back. If he wins the Super Bowl and gets the MVP and all that bullshit or whatever else you're going to give him, or a comeback player, I don't even know. It's still, I mean, it's still fun. It's still, you know, it's still, you know, First of all, he wins, and then he goes right into a TV deal market, which is going to be hungry, always hungry for quarterbacks. And then you have teams like Washington still looking out, who Washington signed, another psychopath yesterday. And then you'll have teams like the Bears, and you'll have all these teams who are always quarterback hungry back in the market for a quarterback. So if Cam does well with all this offensive talent, it only makes him look better for next year. Of course. And I still think that Cam was signed for the sole reason of the Patriots are moving up in the draft to get a quarterback and play on a rookie quarterback deal. He's gonna get it would make sense, or 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 he they signed him because they knew if they didn't have a quarterback on the roster under contract for next year, it looks like shit. It was gonna be a lot harder to get a Nelson Aguilar to come to New England. It was gonna be a lot harder to get a Matthew Judon going. All right, listen, I know you can give me the money, but I can probably go get ten and a half million anywhere. Why should I go here? You don't even have a quarterback. Like I, I want to win too. Like yeah, I mean money's nice, but I the money is gonna come. No matter what, like I can go grab that wherever. If you have a quarterback on the roster that I think I believe we can win with, all right. And if Cam is your lowest option, I mean that's I'm I'm on the I'm on the train of Cam Newton had a rough year last year, mm-hmm. and he has nowhere to go but up. And I believe that's the only direction he's going to go. I believe, and this is what I said. And and if you look at the roster that the Patriots trotted out last year, week in it's week out, bad. arguably one of the worst in the league. Oh, come on. It was the worst. It was pretty bad. Like, as a Patriots fan, I don't know. I mean, we, lost, was... we lost Edelman, and then we couldn't throw the ball at all. I'm just saying, like, 1 through 53, it was one of the worst rosters in the league. Oh, yeah. It was bottom five for sure. Now, the Bears had the worst quarterbacks in the league, but the Patriots were a close second. Except for that one week when, Roger, threw it out. when, when Roger Goodell was like, all the Broncos quarterbacks need to go away. Uh, that doesn't count. But that was it. So... That's how bad the roster was. It was a bottom maybe five, maybe three or two in the league roster, top to bottom. And they still won seven games. Still won seven games. Still won seven games. On Belichick's worst year with potentially the one of the worst quarterback seasons in the last 35 years. Yeah. And I and I've 
we have many friends we discuss all our sports topics with, and we go back and forth with different groups and different people, and we all kind of know each other. And I was having a discussion with somebody, and someone said, well, you can't serious, serious, be serious about Cam because he only did this last year. And I'm like, but fair, you're 100% right. He, you're giving him $5 million. That's his worst you're going to get is whatever, 3,000 yards and nine touchdowns and 15 interceptions. But you're also not counting the yards he ran for and the additional 12 touchdowns he ran for with nobody. Right, and not only, and, and that's and all fine it, and well. It, that's it, what it Cam helps. does. Yes. But at the end of the day, Sean, who is he throwing to? They didn't have a tight end on the roster that could catch a ball. Okay, we Nikhil uh, Harry was your best wide receiver. Uh, I mean, not J- Nikhil Harry. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers ended yeah. up being, but Nikhil Harry was supposed to be. I mean, and... Right now, the Patriots rumored to be actively shopping Nikhil Harry. See, I think that's fake. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's fake. I think that's just blowing smoke out there. Uh, it could of, be. Because Belichick's a big motivator with or, the shit like that. Or, or, or it could be Belichick throw, throws it out there and somebody's like, eh, we'll give you a third rounder for him. Belichick's like, sold. Belichick jokes on you. I would take a third. I mean, I would have taken an eighth. I would have taken, right, yeah. taken a seventh me. in 2030. I won't even be here. Just does starts like doing the Jim Rome shtick. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that fucking shtick. That's great. Twenty thirty seventh round pick. I won't even be here. Check that. I won't even be here tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I I just I'm floored as a Patriots fan that all of this is happening. And Pat, how do you say his last name? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. McAfee. McAfee. Pat McAfee. Great explanation. I only saw like a two minute clip today when I when I had a chance. He said, NFL fans. We're pissed. And we all should be pissed today because Patriots fans took a year off. They said, our time has passed. Good good luck, everybody. Like, I, I, we understand it's over. And then after a year, Belichick says, I ain't done. <laughs> and he comes back and he goes, just handing out money. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> one for you. Oh, one for you. I watch and, he's just handing, and he's just handing out money left and right. And then Patriots fans... Kick the door open and say, we're back. We're back to being the insufferable motherfuckers that you've all grown to love. It's so true, too. And the worst ones. Now, I don't mind so much that the Patriots fans that stuck with the Patriots this year and and stuck by them, I don't mind them being insufferable and obnoxious because you know what? Ooh, girl. I've, that was I've, me. <laughs> I've learned to hate you over the last 20 years. I will still hate you. I still do hate you. But well, my target, like, you're not my target this year. My target is all you fuckboys that went out and ran and bought Tom Brady Bucks jerseys and Gronk Bucks jerseys and were sitting there going, I'd rather die with TB12. He's the reason why we're as good as this franchise is worth what it's worth. And Tom Brady's the reason why we're able to spend all this money in free agency. And Tom Brady and Tom Brady and Tom Brady, you can suck my fucking dick. Now, from the back. Because nice. you nice are going to have my fucking... Bu- I am Only have, from the back. I am going to have my crosshairs on your ass the entire fucking year. And I will be going back and I will be screenshotting every fucking thing I can fucking find. All my memories, every thread, every little fucking thing from all you fucking Tom Brady dick riders that are going to now try and claim, oh, oh, I was never, I never left the Patriots. I was just, you know, it was a down year and, you know, Brady and this and that. Blah, 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 blah. No, fuck you. Because one more year is seven and nine or six and, or six and ten or God forbid even eight and eight. Your ass would have been fucking rocking cowboy shit, giant shit, whatever you were rocking in the year 2000. 
That's what you would have. I'm going for the bucks. That's <laughs> what you would have been rocking. You would have had your Niners shit out. You would have had all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Double barrel right there. Fuck you. Not you, so, Sean, because you're hey, a real Patriots you. fan. And you sat here and you said, no, you know what? This was a terrible roster. They did go seven and nine. But you know what? We were four or five plays away from 11 and five. That didn't and, bother me. I'm like, mm, I had fun. Like, Fuck. And I'm sitting here going, man, this is nice. I'm really getting to enjoy the Patriots suck right now. And. You know, everybody's it's crickets on my on my on my timelines across all social media, just crickets from Patriots fans. They don't even exist. And yet here they come. Back out of the woodwork. Hold on. Yeah, keep just, talking, keep talking. Da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da. And here they cut just you fucking obnoxious, insufferable fucks. I can't fucking stand you. Sean sat here and understood the premise of it. I sat here enjoying this, enjoying them them have a, a setback here, knowing full goddamn well that this was not going to last because then, they had the best coach in the history of sports. And then today, oh, ruined my own my own thing. And then earlier today, <laughs> dude, I if you know me, I've been using this Bill Belichick video of him walking out to Stone Cold's music. Non-stop. I, I absolutely love it. I've used it for everything. I used it four days ago on, on the road with things. And Belichick. You didn't think we weren't getting a we weren't getting a Stone Cold bite in on 316. Oh, hell yeah. And Belichick what? walked out there and he gave the double metal fingers <laughs> to everybody in Stunna. Especially that little kid in Detroit. <laughs> Those two kids. They were brothers. <laughs> they into First of all, Bill Belichick is the only person to ignore two children and then get those two children interviews with a national media outlet. And they're like, how did you feel? And the little kids were like, I just wanted to shake his hand. Like, didn't really bother me. It's Bill Belichick. He's pretty cool. I love it, though, because you know what? Honestly, and I need this as a Patriot hater. I need this. Yes, I you need do. This. I need the Patriots to be relevant because otherwise, what do I have? I can't hate the Chiefs like I hate the Patriots. You know, like I can't two hate Chiefs the Raiders. Like I, like, yeah, but you know what? Those two Chiefs fans, they're, they're, right. they're respectable, knowledgeable football fans. They're not insufferable dickbags like everybody that lives in New England. So it's just there's a difference there. The only fan base that I think that sucks as much as the Patriots do or comes as close is the Raiders. Raiders fans fucking suck because every year they're like, death is high year. It's like, bruh. <laughs> You know the Raiders are the only team. I think I put. I, th I sent this to you guys. You probably did. They're the only. What was it? They're the only team to not have to have like one ten win or but or better season since two thousand three. I believe it. Oh yeah, it was like the the John Gruden meme you sent us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Right, I'll tell you what it was right now. And, but and while you're pulling that up, I, I mean, I love the Philadelphia fans. I miss Dan, one of our loyal listeners. I hope he's all right. We've heard from him in a long time. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. The Raiders are the only team in the NFL to record only one winning season since 2003. That's bananas. 2003. That's bananas. Only one winning season. Just win, baby. I'll suck my dick from the back, Raiders fans. You can fuck <laughs> off, too. That's because their owner is a psychopath. But uh, that makes a good point. Cowboys fans, see, Cowboys fans don't suck, though. It depends. Because Cowboys fans, they're so entrenched and ingrained, and, like, they haven't won shit in almost 30 years. They're they're like, no, we owned a whole decade. They're like, that was our decade. It did decade. not yet, Thab. We're waiting to see if Darkness is going to chime in, and he's going to call in, uh, but he's not responding to any of our texts. So the big announcement is coming, big programming announcement that is coming up at some point during the show. We're waiting on Darkness. We didn't actually plan this out. I thought Darkness was going to be here. Um, well, 
there was he was uh, no, it I was, didn't it, think. was it was it was it was thirty five it was thirty seventy he was he was not gonna be here. Um but I figured he would he said he would be listening. So I'm just you know, maybe he's putting the kids to bed or getting a nice bath. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's all hyped up on uh, some meds. <laughs> Could be that too. Oh, I think he got a cortisone shot today. Well, that's good. That means he's probably up fucking doing cowwheels. No, I mean he's probably like he's probably like ah, I can rest, and he's like crippled, like like sleeping <laughs> on the couch, the worst possible position. Um, but no, but no. To, to to your point, that Cowboys fans haven't won shit in forever, and yet they're still ride or die with their team. It's why I always say, like when Patriot fans are like, oh, everybody hates us, and I love it. No, 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 no. You don't know what it's like to. I hate you. I hate you, and there's some other people that hate you. But you don't know what it's like to be hated until you're a Cowboys fan. Cowboys fans, the Cowboys could be like two and twelve, and they go in, you know, in week fifteen, and they got a Sunday night game against like the Giants. I don't know the Steelers, and you know, Big Ben, you know, drives them down, and they win the game on the last set on the last second field goal, and you could just be in like in busters or or knuckleheads or whatever, and all of a sudden the place will just erupt because the Steel because the Cowboys lost. Bruh! Like, you would think the Patriots won, and you're like, oh, the Patriots aren't playing. And you're like, why, why is all these New England fans cheering? And you look at the TV, oh, the Cowboys lost. Never mind. Like, that is true hatred. It's so weird. People who don't even give a fuck about the Cowboys or care if the Cowboys, like, they have no affiliation. They just love to hate the Cowboys. I've seen that firsthand. So, no, it's the Cowboys. Cowboys are the most hated fan base, maybe in the U.S., closely tied maybe with the Yankees. The Yankees. Because they are also a very hated fan base. And boy, I cannot wait to get into baseball in a little bit. But that be said, that being said, uh fourteen and two should have smoked. Yeah, well, you know, but uh, you know, Amani Toomer had other ideas, Deb. Amani Toomer had other ideas in 07. You know? Whoops. Eli went down to Tampa and he was just like, I'm gonna kick the dick in on these Buccaneers, and he did that. Then they went to Dallas and they were like, fuck it, we're gonna kick their dicks in too. And Amari Toomer, Amani Toomer was just like stiff arm. You know, s- ghost. Yeah, since Deuces. we have since we have Thab here, Thab, I would love for you to call in and just give you your two cents as like I, I want more Patriots fans. I feel like everyone's like in this like shock culture of like I don't know if it's real yet. Like maybe all these guys are gonna change. No, you know what it tomorrow. is? They're like, wait, shit! I just spent all this. I just spent the whole year claiming the Bucks. Now I got to go back to like I can't just go back to being a Patriots fan. Now it'll seem too fair weather. If I just jump back in now, it'll be nah. too fair weather. Nah. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. You, you think you Patriots fans think you're slick, but I'm fucking on to your shit. I've been on to your shit since day one. So mostly because you didn't fucking exist since my fucking junior until my junior high school. So what happened with um, dicks? Before we get into the, any kind of baseball talk, outside of the Patriots, big news happened today where Deshaun Watson may be on the move. Now he's since changed where he wants to go. We all heard, oh, he wants Miami. He wants New York Jets. I never really bought into that. I'm like, but why? Why would he want either of those teams? Those teams aren't on the cusp of winning. They don't just need a quarterback. They need more than just a quarterback. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's t- tune into. Let's take this clip. Um, this is Mike Lombardi from uh, earlier today on the Rich Eisen show. Okay. Well, but the They're problem, bad. Rich, is he controls where he wants to go. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in New York. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in Miami. He wants to play in Denver and San Francisco. So now you're Nick Cesario, and now your trade options are limited. You just you love to hear it, ladies and gentlemen. You just love to hear it. Now, this would make me mad if he went to Denver. I'd be like, I actually kind of tweeted it out earlier today. I said around like three or four, I'm like, you know what would really ruin my day? If Sean Watson <laughs> get traded to Denver before tonight. That was like really like, 
Stab, stab me like right oh, in the I gut. Oh, I would have gone to the liquor store. We would have had champagne. There would have been, you know, we would have had champagne fluids. We'd be like, opera, what? No. Joey's like, I hired a Hitler. I hired a stripper. <laughs> I hired a Hitler. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, no. I said hired, by the way, not hiled. <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty close to Sean. You should be very careful. Uh, you should be very careful. There's uh, some very anti-Semitic uh, people out there, anti-anti-Semitic people that would love to have your ass, sir. Let me tell you. Uh, kidding um no i I hired a stripper no that would have been that would have been fucking music to my ears it'll still be music to my fucking ears when it happens if it happens and when it comes down to san francisco and denver denver can put together the better package i believe because they can incorporate they can include a drew lock in the package sure so i think san fran has has the higher draft pick anything's gonna be a plethora of picks but it depends on what what houston really decides they want do they want uh, a rookie you know, a rookie quarterback in the draft, one of these guys, these top two or three guys coming out? Maybe. Because they won't get Trevor Lawrence. They will not. So do they want the Zach Wilson? or Because where's San Fran drafting? Three? San Fran? No. They're like... Or do they trade out? No, they're not even the top three. The top three are... Uh, it goes... Oh, Jesus Christ. It goes uh, Jacksonville, Jets. I just looked this up. Jacksonville, Jets, and Miami. Those are the top three. Right. Uh, so let's see. We, we just looked at this. Where, where are the Niners at? Uh... Oh, that's right. The Niners are at twelve, right? So Denver has the better, right? They, that's Denver right. has were, what nine? They were six and ten. For some reason, I thought they were three and they were three and thirteen. So I thought I'm at, I'm at three, but Houston's at three from that Miami pick. Uh, yep. Miami's yep. at three from the Houston pick. Uh, Denver's at nine. So Denver's got the better draft pick. So they can give them nine. They can give them. Uh, they can give them Drew Locke if they want a quarterback to build around in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, it, it's a project. But if you're going to Houston right now and you're Drew Locke. There's really no pressure. You get to kind of go in and just like, hey, you know what? No one's expecting me to win. Maybe the guy develops into, you know, what I think he personally can be. That's going to be um, a year or two, too. But it's going to take another year. It's going to take at least a year. Right now, the way I look at Drew Locke is this. Okay, if, if the Broncos don't get Deshaun Watson, and I'll just preface this conversation with this because this is why I think it would make the, the, the Texans would have the – the Broncos have the best deal for Houston uh, – if Drew Locke stays in Denver this year and the general, George Patton, has already made it clear uh, that it's going to be either Watson or Locke. Like, they're not going for another project. Like, they're not going to go and get, like, they're not going after a Sam Darnold. They're not going to get Teddy Bridgewater. They're not getting Andy Dalton or anything like that. Right, but, right, Pat, but that's, if you listen to the clip we just played, that doesn't, that's, that's irrelevant. Um, we're talking about the packages that San Fran and Denver can give. So, if if Drew Locke does stay in Denver this year, I think Drew Locke can progress to become a legitimate starter. I don't know what to what pro. Will he be an all pro? Will he be a pro bowler? I think he has that ceiling on him. The thing is, Denver's going to have to get somebody to push him. They're going to have to come out and get a backup, uh, you know, a veteran backup guy that will be able to come in and, and push him up. That being said, if he goes to Houston, I think it could take another year on top of that because it's a new system, new receivers, uh, a whole, a whole new, a whole new, a whole new scheme, and the whole nine. And you know how that goes with young kids, of course. So that all being said, if Houston wanted the number nine overall pick, Andrew Locke, who was I believe what forty one or forty two, was it forty one or forty two? I don't remember. Um, second round pick, high second round pick, you can get good value with him, plus you're going to get a plethora of picks you know, down the line because you're not just giving away Watson. No. That being said, if San Fran just decides to say, we'll give you 12, 
Houston doesn't want to keep, you know, wants them out of the AFC in general. Maybe that makes more sense for them if you if San Fran ponies up, you know, maybe a couple higher picks. You know, who knows? Don't forget, Casario there is a Patriots guy. Casario might like Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't know. That's true. Jimmy that's Garoppolo true. Jimmy might, might be the throw-in in Texas, but then that's something Casario actually looks forward maybe to. Maybe it is. Maybe, yeah, I wasn't even actually thinking of Jimmy G. I was thinking maybe. Jimmy uh, G's got to go somewhere. He's got to go somewhere. So if you get Jimmy G in the 12 or Drew Locke in the 9, I guess then it comes down to who ponies up the most on the back end of the deal and says, okay, we'll give you three first-rounders. We'll give you, you know, three first-rounders and a quarterback. We'll give you three first-rounders and a quarterback. And a fourth. Now, if I'm the Patriots, not to shoehorn the Patriots into this, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm going to be 70 years old. My window is closing. I don't want to coach forever. I know I said I, w- I didn't want to be coaching at 70, but here I am. Mm-hmm. I just saw the quarterback I've had for the last 20 years win a Super Bowl without me in his first year with a new team. I just went 7-9. and nine. How fast can I get back to the game and win it and just stick it in everybody's ass and just say, it's not just about him, it was me too. You give up the future for Deshaun Watson. He's 23, 24. 24 years old. 24 years old. You say, take our first this year. Take some second and third round pick. Take Fuck it. Take the whole draft if you want. And we'll give you picks in the next couple of drafts as well. If, well, it's, it's going to take probably, at, at the very least, I think it's going to take two first rounders if you're giving up if you're giving up a quarterback like a Jimmy G or Drew Locke, a quarterback prospect. If the Patriots are just giving up draft picks, you're probably looking at four first-rounders. So, and if Nick Casario loves J- uh, Jarrett Stidham, which I very seriously doubt he does. I don't think anybody loves Jarrett Stidham. Throw Not Jarrett Stidham in there. Exactly. I would say throw him in there. But I don't know what Houston's actually thinking because Houston just signed Tyrod Taylor tonight yeah. for starter money on a two-year deal. And I'm like, so Houston's kind of like showing their hand so, a little I mean, bit here. Watson's gone. We know that, right? Watson is not playing. Now they're saying for the Houston Texans next year. Ta- they're saying Taylor's an insurance policy. If Watson chooses not to show up for training camps, like he said he wouldn't, and chooses not to play for games, we need to have a quarterback who's going to be with us for all of camp to practice Absolutely. with that team. Get it? That's them saying we're not showing our hand. But they're totally saying like, all right, he's not going to fucking be here. They already. They're basically saying that by signing that player today. You don't sign a starting quarter, a starting caliber quarterback and give him $12, 13000000 million for two years, over two years, or $13 million per year. Mm-hmm. You don't give him that and then say, well, he's just going to be a backup. No, he'd be the most expensive backup in like the history of the league. Right. They and know he's. They know. They, they know Watson's got one foot out the door, the other one on a banana peel. Like he's Watson, has, Watson has totally Megatroned and Barry, uh, Barry Sanders himself and said, I'm if, if you don't let me go. for you. I am fucking retiring. Yeah. I'm done. So he's out. He's out in Houston. Now the, the, the question becomes when. Will it be, if it's not today or tomorrow, probably going to be closer to the draft. See, I think the draft is too long. I think if you wait until the draft, teams are going to start giving a lot less. I'm dead serious. Oh, it's gonna, Even the, for Deshaun Watson. The longer this goes on, the yes. worse it gets for Houston. Yes. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yep, I think Houston has to strike while the iron is hot right this second. Yep, because you're right. Because no one's going to go. Everyone's going to get to the draft day, and they're going to go, well, fuck you. <laughs> you don't have a fucking choice now, motherfucker. I could just trade up to the top 10 spots and take a young kid and hope he turns into Watson. Like, fuck it. I'm not giving you four first-round picks, whatever right. the hell you're asking for. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. The longer this drags out, the worse it is for Watson, which is why I think it'll be – I thought maybe. I thought maybe today – Tomorrow, sometime before the end of the week, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I, I would, I would think it's going to be within the week, though. I think by this time next week, if if Houston's smart, they'll have him gone by this time next week. By the time we get on the air next week, he'll be gone. 
And speaking of quarterbacks changing teams, uh, to switch gears just a tad, Russell Wilson not going to Chicago. Um, and Chicago, hardcore tried. I will give them credit. Adam Schefter tweeted out, they tried very hard. And Seattle said, thanks, but no thanks. We're not interested. Another interesting scenario, because the, the, the talks out of Seattle regarding Russ have been similar to the one the rumors coming out of Houston with, with with Watson, where Seattle is done with Russ, and Russ is done with Seattle. Now, the only difference is Russ hasn't come out and said, I'm not playing for you. Mm, we don't know publicly. If he, not, publicly. not publicly. He hasn't said it publicly, which this is the difference between these two scenarios now. It allows Seattle, it affords them more time to find a better deal because there is no draft day fuck you deadline. You know what I'm saying? They, yep. they, it's not like with Watson where the closer we get to training camp, the more the, the, the Texans are going to get squeezed. The Seahawks, if they sit there and they play their cards right, like, look, dude, we're not getting rid of them. Just chill the fuck out. Like, it's not happening. Then they can go into June. They can go to the draft. They can get to draft night, and they say, you know what? I don't know. Uh, who who's in the who's who needs a quarterback in the in the in the top fucking three five here? Uh, a lot you know, of them. Philadelphia Jets. Philly's looking to give us. Uh, yeah, uh, you know the Jets, the Jags. You know Philly, maybe Carolina, Atlanta. maybe Atlanta. Carolina is definitely looking. Carolina, Carolina wants, wants out of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, and maybe maybe they get to one of those guys and they say, you know what, they're willing to give us the eighth plus three more picks. Eh, we'll send them there. They can do that on draft night. Sure, Houston can't. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Pat. Hello, you guys, Patrick. Uh, you guys probably covered it already, so you can make a critic if you like. I'll be listening. But, what, uh, Sean, what do you think about Cam Newton with all these great signings? Do they all believe Cam Newton? Is there another deal coming? So, uh, we just uh, briefly I, talked about it. I am all aboard the Cam train. Toot, toot. You really? Yes. I mean, I mean, I, I was on the Cam train even before these signings, Pat. I think it was like two, three weeks ago. I said, listen, I'm preparing myself to bring Cam back, and I, I'm okay with it. I really do think Cam got shafted a bit because everyone knew he was he was going to look at one option, and he said, okay, we have his only guy he's been throwing to, Jacoby Myers, he's covered. Yeah. Fuck it. He's going to run. And that was literally what he did every single time. Oh, You're shit. giving Cam. Cam's biggest target in Carolina was what? Greg Olson and Steve Smith. Right? Yeah. yeah. Those those were his two favorite targets, and more often than not, he loved his tight end. You're saying, hey, Cam, we're going to give you double tight ends. We're going to beef up the offensive line in front of you. We're going to give the ability, so if you want to run and we have double tight end sets in there, it's going to have more more ways for you to actually make some moves. Or you can do a pitch toss. You can do. We're going to have a lot more guys to get you separation. Plus, the Patriots are not done. They keep saying, Schefter said it. Um, Glazer said it uh, too. Glazer said it. Glazer said something. Glazer said, "I know of one trade they're working on, and I'm giddy." I don't oh, know, wow. but Glazer is weird. Like he says, he's doing oh, yeah. like weird shit. But the rumor was it was Gilmore and the 15th pick to. I'm sorry, Gilmore and a plethora of picks to Cleveland and a plethora of picks for OBJ. So Whoa. if we trade Why Gilmore, you, how do you afford that? I mean, I'm not an accountant, but wouldn't that bring you like a, a ton of cap money? Or so if you did that, if you just not including the draft picks, if you just did Gilmore for Odell Beckham Jr., it only cost you five million more on the cap because Gil, wow, Gilmore only gets Gilmore only gets paid seven million, and the cap hit for Odell would only be thirteen. And wow. that is a bargain if you pay Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. thirteen million dollars when guys are trying to get twenty. Like Galladay is trying to get wow. twenty million. Uh, Will Fuller is trying to get $21 million. Whoever pays Will Fuller $21, $21 million is a fucking idiot. 
The, yes. The guy, the guy cannot stay healthy. I love Will Fuller's game, but availability is your best ability, and he doesn't And he just got pops for drugs, too, so you don't know what this guy's thinking. He's probably working out with Brian Cushing down there in Houston. I let him. Good. He needs that. Can um, someone work on camps? Is there any chance that, like, Cam's shoulder can just get stronger over the offseason, you think? Absolutely. hundred percent. Absolutely. I uh, see I'm uh, in the camp I'm in the camp that I personally believe that his shoulder is just shot. I think uh, he can he's very limited thrower. I think he's an excellent runner. He can yeah. take a beating. Like he's built like a linebacker. And even if yeah. his even if even if Sean's right and his shoulder is shot. I think Cam can adjust his game to ac- to accommodate that. Like, I don't think he has to. Th- There's no deep game here. He doesn't have to throw, you know, a 90-mile-an-hour fastball 48 yards down the field to hit a guy in the seam. Like, no, they can adopt the, af- adopt the offense to his skills and what he's able to do. Listen, I'm, I'm all on board with Cam Newton in year two uh, uh, in, in New England's offense, and especially I'll- now with, with Jonu and, and Henry. And yeah, Aguilar, about that. oh my God! And now and Julian Edelman's coming back, and Edelman's coming back, and then if they go and they get Fournette, Carson, or they've been rumored to be interested in Philip Lindsay, who, as much as it kills me to say it, yeah. I think Philip Lindsay would fucking murder it in New England's offense. Well, the, the well, Denver only tagged him with the right of first refusal. That's it. Yes, because they they because they believe nobody's going to be willing to pony up what they think he's worth. Yeah, if they if the Patriots offer him one year seven million, just hypothetical, Denver's like fuck, we can't do anything. I mean, they, 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 could, could, they, they couldn't they, afford it. They, yes, they could. Not the seven. Unless they freed up cap, and I didn't know about it. They have twenty. They only. Have, they have twenty nine million dollars in cap space. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I messed up that. Then I thought they, they had thirty five like, going in. And I they thought only, they only had like seven or ten. No, they've they've got they've got thirty twenty nine. They could keep them, but anyway, my point is, is like a guy like Philip Lindsay gets those guys get featured in Bill Belichick offenses. Wow. You know, Josh McDaniels offenses. Like I mean, but yeah, you'd you'd be better off with Fournette or Carson. I would definitely take those two. But a consolation prize is Philip Lindsay. I wouldn't be up. Listen, if you're a New England fan and you get Philip Lindsay from Denver, I'm telling you right now, you better be fucking stoked because that He's, dude is a fucking baller. No, you know why? Yeah. I love dudes like Philip Lindsay because they're scrappers. Mm-hmm. They know they shouldn't be where they are, and they've been told their whole life, "You'll never play in the league. You'll never play in the league." He's and they like, get there, and they're like. I'm gonna fucking just imagine Danny Woodhead, but blacker. Imagine Danny Wood. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Danny Woodcock. Yeah. Who said that? Danny Woodcock. Me. No, it was no, it was um, Joe Theismann. Oh, he kept oh, calling yeah. him Danny Wood- Woodcock, Danny and Deion Woodcock. Sanders was like was like dying in front of him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's so elusive. Yeah, he's so elusive. He's so elusive. But um, but but Pat, go back to this again really quickly. We're in on Fournette. And or not and it's probably one or the other. Uh, Chris Carson, both big, wow. bulky backs, which I think Belichick is in like a whole like I was saying it earlier. Big boy. He's in a big. He's in a big boy boot. He doesn't care about speed. He knows defenses are smaller and quicker. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna knock these guys down and make them exhausted. Like I'm gonna just bully the shit out of them. It's gonna be like that that Chargers playoff game, you know, from three two years ago, three years ago, 2018, when they just absolutely bullied the fuck out of the Chargers. They were just like, you know what? Absolutely. You think we're gonna you think we're gonna throw the ball over the law, don't you? Fuck you. We're gonna run it 48 times. So Pat, hypothetically, you can definitely count Gilmore as gone. Okay. Gilmore, yep. Gilmore's Up wife has tweeted out like some smirk emojis and if different things. If they go things. Gilmore for ODB to Cleveland, that's a win-win for both sides. That's, a, that's what really? I'm going to say. You can afford it, and then you could still go out and get Fournette or Chris Carson, and then you've completely rebuilt your offense in one offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just really – I hope Cam I, – I hate – all the sports shows I try to turn on and the big stuff happens. Everyone just talks about their agenda. That's why I love calling you guys. But, yeah, I hope Cam comes out and does kick butt. It just shuts up a lot of people. Uh, listen, I, I, think really Cam has, I think Cam has every opportunity because he's he's fully bought into the Patriot way. 
He's yep. fully bought into Belichick. And if you give Dude, him... He loves Belichick. You, I mean, think about it. He got there, what, seven days before the season started last year? Oh, shit. Oh, the, um, he's... Yes, he hit there. Uh, no, a couple of weeks before the season started, but he wasn't allowed to actually go meet with the right, team until because seven days. Before it was the all Zoom started. and shit. Yeah, so he didn't even meet his teammates until like seven days before their first game. You give this man OTAs, a full off season, unrestricted access to the to the to facility the, to, the, to the to the temple in Gillette, and this man, I'm telling you right now, Cam is Cam is not a dumb man. He not is not by, an idiot, not by far, and he loves football. I believe. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I know I've I've had a lot of harsh criticisms of Cam Newton over the years, and listen, that's not a criticism. That's more of a uh, that's that's not a criticism, Sean. That's a that's a Von Miller. If this um, was a courtroom and they pulled out this evidence, they'd be like, "Sir, is do you not own this piece of material right here?" I'd be like, "Yes, that is the Golden Child." And for those for those Cam who are Newton. not watching us live, I am holding up Von Miller sacking uh, Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, like a sixteen by twenty four. Not framed yet. It's going to be framed and it's going in my basement. But no, listen, I've had a lot of harsh criticisms for Cam Newton over the years and it's been well-deserved. But I think at this point in his career, what I've seen and heard from Cam, this is a totally different guy. I am all all in on Cam Newton in 2021. And um, And, and I'm not saying that Belichick's – I'm not even saying he's going to be – the Patriots starter in in 2021 on opening day. I don't I don't know that because I do, we don't know because I, I, I nothing surprises me anymore. Nope. But yeah. if he is the Patriots starter in 2021, I have I have complete faith that this will be an 11 12 win team. So, wow. So Pat, I, I'm also yeah. going to throw something else at you too. Um, hypothetically, oh shit, where was I just going to go with this? Oh god, I lost my train of thought. Son of a bitch, I'll come back to me. I do that. Squirrel. Yeah. God damn it. I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy. At least they did something. At least, they, you know, Belichick definitely got a, something up his ass. At least he did something and not just going to keep drafting and failing in the draft. That's what my watch. I wasn't trying to be a jerk to Joey, but I thought the Patriots would get watching just because I thought they'd just give up all the draft picks because they're sick of drafting. But No, that would make a ton of sense, but the problem is, is that it's, it, Watson has the no trade clause, so Watson has yeah. to want to go where ever they're going to trade him. Which is why I don't think it happens on draft night because they have to call him on draft night. Hey, you want to go to this team right now? And things are going to be like, no. He's going to be like, mm. he's going to pull the Natalie Portman. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Will you please open your wormhole? Like, no, I don't know if that's going to be, uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to be the case, Pat. Uh, but no, I, I, I think, I don't think Watson's going to New England. I mean, at least it hasn't been on anybody's radar yet. Nope. So yeah, no cool. no cool no one is now. no one has said anything about Watson even having an inkling of wanting to go to New England or yeah. or, or, or Houston or New England even being in the running for Watson. And that's how the Patriots always operate, though. You didn't know you knew nothing about the free agents until um, they all signed. We kind of knew the only we, guy Hunter was Henry. Yeah. Sure. Oh, but you but no, that's not that's 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 not fair because the Patriots for the first time in basically our lifetimes, the Patriots had what seemed like unlimited money to spend in free agency. They still do. And they Crazy. did, and they did that, and they went and they got good name guys. They got big name dudes, and and For real. I, and I love what they've done. They've they've got they've got patriot. They've got patriots. They went out and they signed patriots. They might not be the yeah. sexiest name, you know, the French uh, Godox or whatever from Miami. Godot. That is a patriot guy. <laughs> Judon is a patriot guy. Like those guys fit Bill Belichick's system. They For fit sure. what he does. For yeah. Sure. So this is why it makes a lot of sense that they did this. That being said. Everybody was on the table for the Patriots this year. Everybody. They had all the money they could want. It didn't matter. We've you want con- Kenny Galladay? You got Kenny Galladay. We've been conditioned to think, You want Allen Robinson? Though. You got fucking Allen Robinson. Like, you can go trade for him. Like, whatever. We've, but we've been conditioned Galladay to really think. wants to see Matt Patricia's fat ass again. 
No, no. no, apparently Galladay had no problem with Matt Patricia. No, that was just Stafford. Okay. Just Sta- Stafford must feel like an asshole right now. He's like, I said absolutely not to New England. He's like, fuck. Why? Because, I don't Brother know, Stafford, I mean, Stafford's weird. That whole thing, he went to go play with his close off-field friend and, like, the coach, and I was like, that's weird. That I, whole Sean McVay story just came off as very weird and cringy. I like it because McVay, I mean, Stafford, hot wife. <laughs> McVay, hot girlfriend. Oh, makes sense. That's a, that's his wife now. Isn't McVay married? Is McVay married now? He's married. Veronica, what's her name? Veronica Comb, Comb. It's probably it's probably McVay now. I don't know. I I still I still I still say Goff's girlfriend was hotter, but you know whatever. I don't know. I think Goff was just trash. I still think he's trash. I don't care if he's trash or not. His girlfriend's not. Whatever. Um, I'm not gonna go any further than that. Although I could because I know for a fact my wife's asleep right now. But I will I will I will be a gentleman and I will leave you it. You hear there. the broom banging on the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> not asleep. <laughs> Um, Are you wearing clogs up there? <laughs> but, but Pat, I I am very 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 confident we're gonna have a much better season. I awesome. I I have a lot of opinions about the AFC East. I think it was an overblown disaster of bullshit last year. I'm still not a Josh Allen fan. I, I'm waiting yeah. for him to prove me wrong again. If he has another great year, awesome. Apparently, the Bills signed Emmanuel Sanders like an hour ago. So, oh, they yeah. did? Yeah, the Bills signed Emmanuel Sanders. No shit. So, I didn't see that. So they cut they cut Josh Brown for Emmanuel Sanders basically. So they got slower. Oh, that is out fucking standing for the Bills. Yeah, so apparently the Bills were trying really? to uh, the Bills offered Janu Smith, I guess, a similar contract that the Patriots did, but the Patriots said, We'll just guarantee more money if you come here and he's like, All right, I'm going to New England. So um it's just uh, I, I don't know. I really think the Patriots could literally win the division again. Gut feeling, wow. even with Cam, even with Cam, all Cam's all Cam's shoulder mechanic problems. I'm Short telling you, it's just yeah. it, it just feels like the Patriots know exactly what they want. They said we're gonna go get these guys. This is what our roster is gonna look like. This is what we're gonna do next year. It's gonna be a completely revamped offense, a completely revamped defense, yeah. and we're just gonna be balls to the wall again. Awesome. That's just my two cents. All right, guys, thanks for answering my questions. Hey, uh, thanks, Pat. Pat, thanks for the call, buddy. Hey, good luck studying. Yeah, Jake, and hey, Pat, uh, just so you know, if you if you don't want to leave Facebook open, you can listen to audio only, Mixler.com. I pinned the tweet at the top of the chat. Oh, I'll be watching you guys till, t- till the end now. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Okay. Awesome. I'm Thanks just saying, you know, just throwing it out there. Thanks, sir. You guys have a good night. You All too. right, buddy. Shake it easy. I just want to let people know that if they want audio only, if they want to listen to the live audio of the show. Now, the show will be up on Spotify after we're done, right after the show is over. Yep. First thing I do is I download the show. I get everything going, and I start clipping everything, and then... I upload it to Spotify, Apple, iTunes podcast, Google, whatever, fucking, yep, I don't know, yep, Google yep. Music, whatever it is. All those different places. Um, Google but if, Music. But if you want to listen to the show live and not tie up your phone with Facebook and having to watch us, you can go to Mixler.com backslash Joey-Fats. Mm-hmm. It's the audio only. I, I stopped kind of plugging that for a while because I, I just thought it was like a lost cause. But then I've had a lot of people over the last few months ask me if, like, Hey, like, how can we listen to you audio only? Yep, yep. So yep, yep. you know, I figured we'd we'd float that back out there. Like, hey, this is still an option. Smart. Um, it's a high quality option too. Mixler's awesome. You don't have to download the app. You can just go to the website on your browser. On it your allows phone. you to stream it live. It allows you to stream it. Whatever. They're very flexible. They're very cool. They're a very awesome uh, company, and I, I enjoy using them very much. We've been with them since uh, day one, actually. Seven years now. We've all three hundred. All three hundred shows. Which yes. This is the 300th episode, by the way. So 300th episode. I don't know if we're going to get darkness on tonight. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say he's probably sleeping, to he, be honest with he, you. It seems like he may be dead. Um, so we'll... we'll uh, oh, wait, oh, wait. Sean and I both... Never mind. Um, 
we might have to make this off. We'll give him till the top of the hour. We'll give him till ten. Give him till ten before we make the programming. Seventeen-ish more minutes. Major programming announcement. Um, so the Patriots win free agency for right now. It's a day to right happen. Now. I mean, but they've already won free agency, dude. Come on, let's be real. This this is this is a slam dunk. Belichick went. Belichick. It must have pissed off Bill Belichick to go seven to nine to no end. And then, and, and we kind of had to know like this was this was going to happen, right? Like we knew this was going to be the oh thing. seven and fourteen. Oh my god! Every seven years, seven, fourteen, twenty-one. Holy shit! Oh my god! We figured twenty twenty-eight. We are fucked. Belichick at seventy-seven. Fuck it. <laughs> Belichick go. at seventy-seven. He's like, I'm taking what's Peyton Manning's nephew there or whatever. Joshua, I don't yeah. know his name. No, Josh him. Manning. Peyton Manning's son's like old enough to play. He's like, fuck it, I'm taking him. Brady's son be that time. Bro, you don't want nobody who kisses their dad in the mouth. Playing <laughs> Shut the like, fuck out. He's like, listen, bro. He's like, your dad pulled that shit. I sent him out the fucking door. I ain't, I ain't bringing you in, bro. Do you think Do you think Brady, seeing the offseason, I mean, he won all last year. Do you think Brady was like, you know, if I only sat through one year of like a semi-rebuild year, I could have no, retired in New England? Because, no, because he, I don't think he believed, because I don't know if he knew that they were going to be able to get back to a Super Bowl with that team. I think you're right because he also talked about... He took a chance and he, he won wanted, a Super Bowl. He wanted to do what Manning did. He wanted to be another guy that won two Super Bowls, two different teams. I mean, Peyton He talked it, about it all the time. Peyton did it better, but whatever. Mm, nope. He did it first, did it better. He did it first, that's it. I mean, he didn't break any records with his second team. He didn't He didn't reset the touchdown record. No, he didn't. Peyton did. Just saying... Brady's gonna be old. He didn't shit. have the best. He didn't have the best three-year run of any quarterback in the in NFL history, oh, like wow, Peyton Manning wow, did wow. when he went to Denver. And you know, Peyton also had that pesky neck injury that kept him from feeling his fucking throwing hand for four years. But you know, no big deal. We'll just ignore all that shit. You know, what about when uh, they'd have to cut his jersey off the end of the game because he couldn't pick his arms up? Yeah, facts. It's fucking crazy. Uh, in other NFL notes, uh, the Chargers, the AFC West made some moves um, over in free agency. Are uh, low key the Chargers, but did? major moves. The Chargers. Grab uh, uh, Ryan Lindsley, uh, the center. Oh, the center. Okay, from uh, from Green Bay. Yep, Did big deal. Ryan Lindsley is it Ryan, Ryan Lindsley, right? I know it's Lindsley. Lindsley. What the fuck is is? I want it for whatever reason. Ryan popped in my head. Sure, let's go, um, Ryan. But Lindsley, the chart. He's arguably the best center in the league. Shocking that he left Green Bay. Not really, because he went to a quarter. He went to a team that is a very young, very talented quarterback. I think Rodgers was shocked that he left him. Yeah, I mean, because they're boys. Him? Yeah. But you know, you know Brian Gutekunst and the Packers—they don't spend on free agents. The last time they spent on free agents was the was the Smith brothers. I'm I'm shocked that they fucking uh, resigned. What's his name? The running back there, Aaron Jones, for, for the money they did. I I'm am like, really surprised. Blown out of the water, they resigned him. I'm Forty-eight like, you, million. I'm like, I'm like you what? drafted his replacement in the second round last year. What I you, think. I think. I they thought got, the whole point was not to resign this man. I think they got gun shy at the last minute, and they were like, you know what? We're just gonna take him. Yeah. Uh, that they got FOMO. They go, yeah, they got FOMO. For 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 show, they got FOMO. Uh, the Chiefs go and grab your boy Joe Tooney. I mean, we were never going to pay that kind of money. Nope, but the Chiefs, who basically have to rebuild their entire offensive line, yep. have now put a piece in. Hey, they still need two tackles. Great for Tooney. I mean, the guy Tooney's, was the guy. Going, he was Mr. Consistent, and he's going to a place where he's going to be able to. His consistency will show through, and he will be rewarded with success because the Chiefs. Um, um, unfortunately, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. Yeah, and then he, you put him at guard. He allows no pressures, and he just shows up to work every day. He's like just a guy that you never see at work, but you're like, oh, he's always fucking there. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, he must be good at his job because I never hear anything about him. And it's it's Joe Tooney. That's, he's that guy. And then he finally gets his payday. Great for him. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, like, Joe that's Tooney. Awesome. And then the other one was uh, the Raiders get Ngakwe 
uh, defensive end from the Jaguars. I did not want him. He gets reunited with Brest, with uh, Gus Bradley, yep. his defensive coordinator. And that's who, ki- that's who killed it for him. And, you know, Ngakwe, for what it's worth, he is a pretty terrific pass rush specialist. Sure, he's just a dickhead of a person. And that being said, he will have less than zero impact on the Raiders' win-loss record next year. Why? Because guys like that go to the Raiders disappear. and they just disappear. And not only that, but the Raiders' defense, I mean their team in general, but their defense mostly, is fucking trash. But I don't know. Garbage. Why did they go and target a defensive end first overall? Like, why was that their top need they wanted to address? I, I don't I don't know. Like, outside of Mad Max, like, what do they have? I don't know. Like, Clendon Farrell. Like, you're like, well, he came along at the end of the year. Like, dude, no. Like, they He was drafted fourth overall or fourth, something like that. So I think it was fourth or sixth. But I wanted to say sixth. It was in the top, top Instinctively, ten. Instinctively, I said I wanted to say sixth, but you could be right. They, they reached I think on, it was fourth. They reached on Farrell. Big time. They Regardless, had to. They, they, they reached on did. his ass. And that's why their defense is shit. They reached in that cornerback, too, they took. They had those three first-round picks, and they, they whiffed them all. One winning season since 2003. I know. The only team in the NFL. I know. The only one. And they're still trying to get rid of Even the Lions and the fucking Browns managed to have winning seasons in that period of time. I don't get it. Or more than more than more one. Than one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't Isn't understand. Isn't it crazy the Lions managed to have more winning seasons in that period than, than the Raiders did? That's actually quite shocking. That is fucking if you fascinating. Would, if, if you would have bet me an hour ago before you sent us that meme or two hours ago, I would have said, oh, no, it's definitely the Raiders have more. Yeah. I would have been wrong. I'm trying to think of still trying. that. That's I, I want to say there's a sixth receiver drafted in the first round since, like, like 95 that won with their the team that drafted him. But we did this, like, a few weeks ago, too. Months ago. Months. Months and months. Was it months, months ago? ago? Yeah, it's been wow. months. Months. 774-992-8702. Uh, that's the phone number if you want to give us a call, uh, whatever you want to talk about. It's all on the table right now, NFL Listen. free agency. Uh, one thing we got to touch on, too, is uh, Drew Brees officially wow. calls it a career. Good for him. I know that we didn't see this coming, but he retires with, you know, the all. I mean, do you know Drew Brees is the only guy, I think he's got, what, five 5,000-yard passing seasons? Mm-hmm. No other quarterback has more than one? Nope. And he's never won MVP. Which is fucking, I mean... If it's not, is, if it's that's not unbelievable. Not, if it's that's not, not some fucking like, he should have won it in 100. No, Manning was a fucking killer in 09. So was Breeze. Yeah, but no, Manning. But you gotta remember, Man, that was the year Manning took they, the Colts went 14 and 0, and the Colts came from behind. Remember how many times they came from behind and Manning let them down? It was like Miami, New England. Uh, there was there was games against uh, against Tennessee and against the Texans. Like they got down early and big a lot that year, and they came back and won them. I think Manning solidified his MVP run in '09. Uh, but that was it, that was his closest year. That was but Drew, statistically, that was, it wasn't even his best. It wasn't his best, but that was his closest. I think year 2011 was probably the year he probably should have won it, but yeah, they but gave then, it to Brady because they were like. Well, he threw 32 touchdowns, but he only threw three interceptions, so fuck it. Well, Brady was, like, super efficient that year. That's why. Yeah, but, that's yeah. the reason. That's that's the, the only reason they gave it to uh, him. Brian, to answer your question, that is uh, Don Julio. Don Julio. Don Julio. Tequila. I spl- I'm, I, you know what? I, I, I got my stimmy coming in tomorrow. I might go splurge on another handle of Don who. It's St. Paddy's Day. Why not go Mexican, right? Oh, my God, that's tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All these days just fly by for me. Oh, not- wait. Yeah, no, I mean, I got a thing of J-Mo downstairs. I don't need anything else. I can't believe tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. How da- As me, tomorrow, and, and being ha- an Irish. Happy early birthday, Uncle Patrick. Hey. 
Gotcha, bro. My my uncle, yeah. My dad's my dad's youngest brother. Nice. Yeah. Great dude. Funny as shit too. Call him up. Smart guy. Smart guy. He's, he does the same shit you do. He's like numbers banky guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't need that. I mean, his son won a Grammy for reals. What? Yeah. My cousin's got. Yeah, my cousin's got. My cousin's a. Uh, my cousin's actually an extremely, extremely talented musician. Extremely. Like he has a Grammy. I don't know about this. You, I've never told you about this. Nope. I mean, dude, the kid lives in New York. Like he just fucking balls out. Like. He he's been playing piano like he would like remember at Thanksgiving it would just be like okay Sean's gonna play the piano we'd all be like all right fuck it gather around me and my cousin would be like oh god Sean's gonna play the piano oh it's Josh Groban oh I can't wait to hear the Titanic theme again then all of a sudden he's busting out like fucking crazy like Billy Joel shit and we're like what the fuck <laughs> you wanna be a big <laughs> shot like, we're like where the, where, the, like where the fuck did you learn this and it's just like oh yeah he's gifted and we're like yeah apparently you fucking asshole like Jesus Christ <laughs> he's gifted oh he's gifted yeah. And then his sister is one of my favorite little cousins too. Don't tell all my other cousins that, but nice. She was always she was always like my favorite littlest cousin. What's her name? Sarah. Oh, Sarah, I have met. You've met my cousin Sarah? Because she was at Knuckleheads a few times. Oh, probably. Yeah, and that's where I met. Yeah, her. blonde. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That time I do. I do know Sean too. Duh. Yeah. Well, Many no, years no, ago. not. You might be thinking of other cousin Sean. There's two cousin Shans. I know the other cousin. There's Missouri. There's Missouri Sean. Mm, Raiders uh, fan from Missouri. Uh, I don't know the difference. He's in Kansas City. I don't know the difference. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, my cousin's extremely talented. And uh, his father's birthday is tomorrow. Like, oh, he St. won Patrick, a Grammy playing the piano. St. I'm like, St. Patrick's Day, Patrick, born, you know. Yeah, there you go. Day, I, you know. I really thought you were going to go with, oh, my cousin, you know, like Josh Groban. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 774-992-8702. Give us a call. Uh, we're talking NFL free agency, uh, how the Pats basically dunked on everybody. Uh, we got a major programming announcement coming up eight in minutes. about eight minutes. Uh, for those of you that are uh, still listening, if you are listening on Facebook and you want to just listen in, tune into audio only, go to uh, the link that I pinned at the top of this post. Mixler.com forward slash Joey dash Fats. Yep. And you can grab it right there uh, and go ahead and listen to the audio only live, which is nice. You can also go back and listen to all of our old shows. They're all logged on there on the show. All reel. 299 up to 300 today. 300 today. Uh, I think it's actually off by one because we've had a few. We had a misstep in there. Oops. At some point. Uh, uh, 300 ish. A little blooper. Uh, radio, a uh, little one, but uh, you know, got a couple people listening on Mixler right now, so they're getting the benefit of that. So don't feel, don't, don't be shy. Click that link. It's, it's going to ask you to download the app. You don't have to if you don't want yeah, to. Skip it. We encourage you to because it is a good app, and it is. Uh, there is a lot of actually a lot of other stuff on Mixler too, um, besides us. But we are obviously the best thing that Mixler has going for them. So uh, check that out. Uh, you can always grab that anytime. We'll be on Spotify within an hour after the show as well. So yes, you can check that. But then let's go back to the Saints news really quick because sure. the Saints had two more quarterback signings after Drew Brees' announcement. Ah, uh, yes. Let's talk about this. One being Sir Jameis of Winston. Mm. Signed, a, Krabby legs. signed a good brother deal, by the way. Could have just said, I want uh, I want $25 million for one year. And he said, no, I'll sign for one year $12 million. Mm-hmm. Big I mean, favor. That was a you, big favor. Do you think when Drew Brees was like crying, leaving the field, telling him like, "This is your team now," like, do you think that had like an impact? And he's like, "No, Drew, put this on me. I gotta take this." He got crazy eyes. You see, he's like, "You all guys looking at me?" He's like Kevin Hart but as a quarterback. <laughs> if if you had Kevin Hart play a quarterback, you would be playing Jameis Winston. He's like telling jokes. You would have sucked my fingers off for a W, guys. Um, num, 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 num. That is exactly who Jameis Winston is. He's Kevin Hart. He's up taller. And then you had Taysom Hill with the 
weirdest contract extension. It was extension. a misunderstanding. They always give me free shit. It was a, yeah. It was the most awkward four-year, $140 million contract I've ever seen in my life. Yes. So this was actually a really funny moment on the Pat McAfee show the other day. They had Travis Kelsey live, and Pat McAfee told him that Taysom Hill, the quarterback, just signed a four-year, $140 million deal. And Travis Kelsey damn near had a heart attack on the air. He's like, wait, what? He's like, Taysom Hill, the tight end? He's like, isn't he a tight end? And Pat McAfee was like, oh, he's a tight end. He's a quarterback. I don't know. Hey, Kelsey hung up the phone and called his agent Kelsey was like, Kelsey was like, what the fuck? And then they, then he, you know, Pat McAfee dropped the bomb like, oh, yeah, but all four years of, are, are fully voidable. So he's really getting like $12 million. $12 million, and then they're actually giving him $9 million over four years. Yeah. So it's one of those weird Bobby so, Bobby Bonilla contracts. It was kind of a, them. it was a it was a cool little loophole that the, the the Saints exploited because it actually freed up a lot of casters. Because if you remember, the Saints were one of those teams that were fucked when the when the salary cap numbers came seventy two million over. Even when Breeze re- retired, they were still fucked fifty eight. So they were like, damn it! And then they figured out this little way with like, well, if we pay Jason Hill. Four years, $140 million on paper, but make them all avoidable. Ha! Cap space goes, like, down to, like, nothing. And you're like, wait, what? How does that work? And I don't know. But that's why, like, when we get into the cap numbers and we get into cap space going into the year, yep. it's all bullshit, dude. Because look at look at the Bucks, for example. The Bucks had, like, what, $9 million in cap space going into the season? And they've signed every single player. And they kept Godwin, they kept uh, Levante David, and they kept uh, Shaq Barrett, who was arguably the number one free agent available. Sure. So... That also leads me into another thing, which, you know, Pat Mahomes restructured his contract and freed up $18 million worth of cap space for the Chiefs, which allowed them to go ahead and sign Tooney and and kind of start retooling their team. Which brings me to my next point, Sean. Will the mouth-breathing idiot Patriot fans that we've already spoken about during this broadcast, that you've spoken will about. they start heaping the same praise on Pat Mahomes for taking a pay cut to bring in more talent? I don't think anybody that I don't think anybody knows that Mahomes did that to get offensive line talent. I don't think any, a single person knows that. It feels like we just broke it doesn't matter. He didn't them. take a pay cut. No pay cuts. He didn't take a pay cut. No, he did not. He did not. He did it's, not decide. I'm going to take 18 million dollars less this year, guys. I want you to get me some talent. No, that didn't happen. Just like that never fucking happened with Brady. I heard somebody on the can't. radio. I heard somebody on the radio saying that yesterday, and I'm like, Are we? Are you fucking kidding me? Are we still peddling this bullshit? Like you, you can't take a pay cut. You can't. It's it, the players' association would never allow any single player to take a play cut, a pay cut, because it sets a precedent going forward that would never be broken. So you can reallocate money and not take top of the market money, which mm-hmm. Brady did not take top of the market money. Right. Brady never went out and was like, "Oh, Sam Bradford signed for twenty-eight million this year. Uh, I want twenty. I want 30. So he never did that. But that's not taking a pay cut. That's just not going out and, and asking for top of the market money, which, you know what? If he wanted to, he could have. And you know what the Patriots would have done? Paid him. And you know what would have happened? Nothing. It all would have been the fucking same. It would have. It all would have ended up the same. They would. They would. There would have been no difference in wins, losses, Super Bowls, or anything like that. Because, as we saw this year, the Buccaneers went in with nine million dollars, or, or give or take, in cap space, something along those lines, single digits, if I'm not mistaken. And they keep Godwin. They franchise Godwin. They keep him. They they sign Shaq Barrett and they re-sign Levante David. 
Oh, and they see, and, and they kept Gronk too, on a one year deal. Yeah, for ten million, like yeah. fully guaranteed. And they like, kept going Gronk. Gronk so, when are people going to start heaping the same praise on Pat Mahomes now? Because I want to see it equally from you fucking idiot New England fans who think that's a thing. Or are you too stupid to realize that Pat Mahomes did the exact same thing Brady's been doing for the last fifteen years, and you just you but you 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 refuse to believe that Brady took less money, mm-hmm. or that didn't take less money that he did it for the good of the team, man, because he wants to win and he's married to a super hot supermodel and he's got all the money he could possibly want and blah, blah, blah. money doesn't mean shit to him, man. Shut the fuck up. Let me know a fucking cap works. God damn. I mean Brady, if since Brady's left the Patriots. Brady has signed on so many endorsements. He endorses everything now. He endorses fucking T-Mobile. Do you think Brady actually uses T-Mobile as a service? He might. He fucking does not. I'll well, tell you for a T-Mobile's not bad. I don't know, man. What, what, what do you think? Verizon's better? They all use the same shit now. I know, but I like Brady doesn't strike like a T-Mobile type of guy. Brady does strike me as a guy that goes into like a boutique phone shop and they're like, uh, hello, sir. We have Burberry cases over here, Gucci cases over here. And by the way, we have this Boost mobile phone over here for cheap fun. If, you know, you don't want your wife to know about it, Brady's like, shh, 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 shh. I'm like, sir, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Giselle turns her back. He's like, hey, hey, where's that Boost mobile phone? Come here. Give me that. Give me that. So, uh, actually, really cool Brady story. Uh, Scott Pioli talked about um, him not taking top of the market deal back in 2002 offseason. And uh, Scott Pioli, former Patriots uh, general. 2002? 2002. Brady's first big contract he was signing at the end of the 2002 season. Oh, at the end of the year. Yeah, but they were coming off a 9-7 and seven season. He was still a fucking flash in the pan at that point. I know, but they were going through their first contract extension with him. And yes. Don Yee is sitting with Scott Pioli, and they're discussing contracts. And he said, Brady stepped in. And Brady said, listen, guys. He goes, he goes when's enough enough? Talking about money. Cut his own agent off. Cut the, the cut Scott Pioli off. He said, guys, when's enough enough? He goes, if you offer me $10 million a year for three or four years, that's going to set me up and my family up for the rest of our lives. Like, as long as you promise to reallocate those money so we can win games, that's what I care about. And that was Brady's philosophy back in 2002. We've all know the story of what he's gone through. Right, and times. that's all fine and well. That's Every quarterback's great. on it. Peyton Manning did it a thousand times. You've never heard about it because you exactly. didn't live in Indianapolis. Exactly. And you, what you can't do is, like, people... I don't know who started this pay cut thing. Someone said the word pay cut, and then it started like a small brush fire in the California woods, and it just exploded into like a storm and just like... Must have been climate change. I don't understand. Greta Thornburg is fucking losing her shit right now. It's not a pay cut. I am the biggest Brady fan you'll ever meet. I'm pissed at him that he left, but I'm the biggest Brady fan you'll ever meet. He cannot physically take a pay cut. It is a reallocation of funds. And he never did. If you want to argue that Brady not taking... Top of the market, like top of the market money every single year. A quarterback re-signed a new deal because we all know how that goes, right? And I've heard this, I've heard this argument from a couple of people, and it is the dumbest fucking argument I've ever heard because it goes, it goes two ways, right? They say, well, Brady never took top of the market. Well, yeah, he did. When he signed his deals, he was getting top three, top four money in the market. He might not have been the highest paid guy annually or against the cap, but he was getting plenty of money in, in, in that general thing. Well, he could have gotten more than all those guys. He's the GOAT. Okay, calm the fuck down. First of all, no, he's not. Second of all, you don't, mm-hmm. you, you don't always have to set the market in order to be well paid. Like, that's a fallacy. That's using that's connecting two dots that aren't there. Just because you're the highest paid, i.e., I don't know, Jamarcus Russell for that one year. Sam Bradford. Sam he's Bradford. A, he's a rookie. Matt Stafford. Like, all those guys that got in right before the rookie wage cap went in. Yep. 
Eli Manning was like the highest paid at one point when he Ridiculous. signed his new deal. That lasted one year. All those guys get surpassed. Everybody gets surpassed the next year because a lot of these guys say, yeah, give me the money. No problem. Give me the money. You know why? Because they know that the teams can work around it. They know they can work around it. Brady, if, so if you want to make the argument that Brady didn't, that Brady took a pay cut because he didn't demand year in, year out to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, that's retarded. And I have a bridge for sale in France if you want it. Please call me, hmm. 774-992-8702. That being said, those same people that would sit there and say, well, Brady took pay cuts because he, didn't, he, he could have been the highest paid every single year, are the same people that fucking cry foul anytime a player holds out because he wants more money. That is those true. Those are the exact same fucking people. So by their own logic, by, by they, they, they create this scenario to make Brady into this martyr, into this guy, this like all God-like. knowing, godlike, team winning God. All that matters is winning. Well, is. And I just do it for the fans, man. He does. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck about you. He did, could not give two fucks about you fans. Trust me. Those are the same people that when, you know, Julio Jones is like, bro, I've been the fucking, I, I've been the best, I've been the best wide receiver in the league for, for five years now. Uh, I want a new deal. Every year. And they're like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You're a fucking selfish son of a bitch. Like, get the fuck over yourselves. Brady never took a fucking pay cut to stay. Like, no, that's not. That's that's something that was made up. Again, like you said, I don't know who said that, but it was like the first time Brady restructured his deal in like 06 or 07. And I think it just happened to coincide with him trading for Moss. And everybody's like, he took a he took a pay cut so they could get Moss. And it's like, no, no, that's actually, that's not even remotely close to what happened. Then but the then league doesn't work like you that. You get a 2020 situation where you keep kicking the can down the road. Eventually, you can't kick the can anymore down the road, and you're going to have to pick it up. And yeah, just ask Danny Ainge. You're gonna, yeah, <laughs> fucking ass. He's about to be in the can. The and, and anyway, so 2020 was that reset year for us, and that's that's what happened. Like, you have to pay the piper at some point, and eventually, Brady at 45 or 2020 has been old. a year of great resets, let me tell you. Yeah, 46, uh, when Brady, two more years Infowars.com, Infowars.com. Stop. <laughs> 2002, when Brady's 46 in 2023, he's... The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is all done. They have one more year to basically win it all. That that second year, they're going to have a lot of cap problems already, and they have to start letting guys they go. They will, but shit. the cap's going to get expanded, but it's going to be whether or not the guys are worth it. We all know how this goes. Again, what was the point we were just making, right? Yep, These guys yep. are, I know it's, ex- it's ex- the cat. They're cap wizards. You can have $9 million in cap space going into the season, and you can re-sign Rob Gronkowski, Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin. It's bullshit. Yeah. And, and, like, what more do you fucking they're, need? They're like, probably going to sign on. James and White, David. They're probably going to bring back James White. They're probably going to sign James White, I should say. <sighs> Brady? I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is, in the NFL, you can create money. Yeah. By just moving it around. That's what the, the league is now. It's not about who has the most money going into free agency. It's who has the most freedom to do what they want with the money that's already on the books. Mm-hmm. And who can move it around and be the slickest about it. It's all about making the numbers work, right? Mm-hmm. 774-992-8702. Make those numbers work on your keypad. Give us a call. Uh, we're, look, we're, we're about to dive in here. We got a major programming announcement. We're a few minutes late. A few minutes late. I thought maybe we would hear from Darkness, but... No, I think he's out cold. Out I cold. think Darkness might be dead, so... Um, he. Spoiler alert, he's not actually dead. He's not actually dead yet. Yet. Well, I mean, none of us are dead yet. 
I hope he's not because his major programming announcement hinges greatly on him. So, you know, without <laughs> wow, him. What a selfish asshole. Without, I, listen, man, I just, I call it like it is. Like, there was this one time, right, when I was playing, I was playing this flag football league out at uh, Teamworks, right? Mm-hmm. And it was me, it was Maddie, Justin. We had a really, really, really good team, right? And our best receiver the year, the, 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 the session before, it, we, we had, uh, it was Aaron and, um, and Craig. And I wasn't even going to say Craig's name because I didn't want to bring up his name because he's a traitor. But we, had, you, we had Aaron and Craig on the outside. Maddie was like our number three option. Justin was killing it. We went undefeated the whole season. We always lost. We you know, found a way to lose in the playoffs. Whatever. Okay. We got to this session, right? And Craig, our best wide receiver, jumped ship and went to this other team. Fucking Craig. Fucking Craig. <laughs> Craig, our best receiver, went to their team. And he became like their fifth best option. Now, if you knew Craig... Uh. Craig was nasty. So we get our regular season matchup against them, and we're all fired up. We're like, fuck them. Like, we play defense. We know how to play. We're going to fucking punch them in the mouth. Ooh, we're going to play the Kendrick Perkins defense? We, we, we tried. Ooh. So we get to the first, you know, the first half goes like, you know, we kind of, you know. They, Back and forth. It was like 20, like, I think it was like 20 to 13 or something like that at the end yep. of the first half. Second half, they just blew the fucking doors off of us. And they started playing like they could. And we were just like, holy shit. I mean, they had this kid. I, if, I don't know his last name. His name was Cam. Big, tall, white kid as a wide receiver. And he just went out and he was just, dude, this kid was fucking awesome. Cam. He was just, dude, he was a fucking crazy athlete. And he one-handed a ball, right? And he high-pointed. He one-hands it up here. And our DB, and I won't mention his name, he fell down at his feet in the end zone. And he just stood there with the ball up like this, just staring down at him. Gay. Like, in the end zone. Like, flexed on him so hard. And I was just like. Oh. oh no, we broke it. <laughs> that wicked sucks. And that was like that was to make it like fifty six to thirteen at that point. What the like, fuck? I mean, I say we get the doors blown off us. We get the doors blown off us. Jesus! Like it was just like it was a track meet. And on the way home, I remember, I remember, I was saying, I remember telling the guys, being like, "Look, guys, like we gotta kill Greg. We're we're playing for second place this session. Like, there's even on our best day, yep. we can't beat them." And everybody's, like, getting mad at me, like, dude, that's a fucking losing attitude. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just being realistic. I, I know what we have. I know what we bring to the table. Even on our best day, we can't beat them. We will not beat them. And sure as shit, we got smoked in the playoffs. I mean, destroyed. They, I think they blanked us in the playoffs, like, 60-something to nothing. Like, And it wasn't because of lack of effort or lack of just they were more talented than we were. That's where I fall in. I'm a realist. I'm just I'm a realistic person. I understand. How do we get to this story? I know you brought something up. And, and, uh, but <laughs> I, I'm a realist. I look at things objectively and I say, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yes or no. Like, that's kind of how it goes. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, oh, because uh, darkness hinging on, you know, you, well, you, you call me being selfish. Because oh, if, if well, darkness is dead. Was Keith in this flag football league? And, no, 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 no. But I got called selfish and an asshole and all this other stuff because I was saying, like, we can't win. And I'm like, no, I'm just being realistic. I'm being realistic. If Keith's dead, this this major programming <laughs> announcement doesn't go off here without a hitch. Like, no, this you is can, a big deal. No, Jared can, so, Jared can fill in. Yeah, Jared can fill in. Uh, so, major programming announcement. 10, 10 p.m., March 16th, 2021. The COVID is behind us. We are on the downslope. Row and seat one is on the upslope. Starting in two weeks. 20. Two weeks. March 29th. 
Right? Is it March? That was the that was the day. I March, believe it's the 29th, Yes, March twenty ninth. Two weeks from today. So, yes. No, two weeks from yesterday. You, two weeks from yesterday. So Not in bad. in thirteen days, we will be moving this show back to Monday nights. But for the time being. However, there is a catch this time. Tuesday nights will not go silent. Mm-hmm. They will not go silent into the night. We will have a show on Tuesday night. So you will now get back-to-back nights, Mondays and Tuesdays, row one, seat one, right here on at row one, seat one, Facebook.com. God damn. We will be live on New Bedford Guide on Monday nights. Tuesday nights, you will be able to catch us on Row One Seat One's Facebook mm-hmm, page. For sure. You will be able to get us on Twitch. You will be able to get us on YouTube Live. And as always, Spotify, Mixler, so on and so forth, all the other platforms. So we'll be New Bedford Guide Monday nights, all the other platforms on Tuesday nights. They will be two separate shows. Yes. We will have uh, different guest hosts on uh, Monday nights. Sean will remain on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Darkness and I will do Mondays, and we will have rotating third wheels in. Uh, occasionally, just be the two of us, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, we'll we will we'll figure out the uh, the exact lengths of the shows. Uh, but yes, more row one seat one is what you've been asking for. So more row one seat one is what we are giving you. So we will have a Monday night hey, show, fun shit, a Tuesday night show, uh, and there will be more content sprinkled in throughout. Uh, we are building. Currently in the process of building a podcast network mm-hmm. uh, where we will be featuring, uh, hopefully, ideally, the third host on Monday nights will be somebody from another podcast uh, that is on our network, whether it be uh, the Brothers in Arms Firearms podcast uh, that I will be working on with uh, my youngest, with my brothers, uh, Big D in Your Ear, uh, with Jared, which will be a Cowboys podcast, uh, plus a couple other things, Shut Up and Dribble uh, with Brandon. And uh, numerous other things that we have still in the works that we're putting together. So we're going to be expanding this over the next couple of months. Uh, we'll give you the exact details where you'll be able to find all of it. But as always, everything will be channeled through our Facebook page. Facebook, row1seat1.com. And, of course, the website. The channels. website is going to become paramount because uh, we don't know how long we're going to be able to actually uh, stay on social media because of some of the content, um, you know, might... Uh, might not be appropriate for Facebook any longer because apparently if you post pictures of your kids at the beach now, you get banned for 30 days. So What? Uh, friend, no, what's fr- that? A friend of mine on Facebook did it. He posted you know, a picture of his two kids at the beach and Facebook suspended him seven days. What, like seven child days. pornography or something? Yeah, apparently. Because a boy who had no shirt on? Yep. Well, I'm going to get banned. Yep. Well, I mean, we all are, and which is great, and I can't wait for somebody to come up with something to the alternative of Facebook so that we can actually go on and be like, hey, remember when Here's Facebook- the thing. Make Facebook great again. I can take a picture of my nipple, but then I got to draw a face on it. Well, that's he even blurred out his kids' nipples and shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. Who blurs out their children's nipples? It's harmless. It's it's what? harmless, but it's supposedly... I, I oh, mean, my God. You know what it is? It's Zuckerberg trying to protect all of his pedophilia buddies, you know. God, man. I hate in, Facebook in so much. Sorry, uh, guys, that I actually watch it on Facebook. I don't hate you. I just... I hate just the app. I did, too. Uh, but we here we are. Uh, so, anyway, we'll have Monday nights and Tuesday nights starting in 13 days, March 29th, Monday night. We will be live... Uh, Darkness cheers. and I. So yes, cheers to that. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, look at that. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, and then we'll be have back to back nights of row one, seat one. So we'll we'll miss less. I we might adjust the schedule going forward. You know, to accommodate Monday night football, it'll probably be an earlier show on Mondays once football season starts. 
you know, probably be like a seven to eight kind of thing. Or you could do like a coverage of like the first hour of the game kickoff kind of thing. Yeah, we'll do something like that. We'll figure it out. You know, that's what we're, that's what they pay us the big bucks for, guys. And uh, you know, we we decide what makes what what's going to be good. I'd say radio, but it's podcasting at this point. So, uh, what's going to be good radio? And uh, we're, we're mild entertainers. Yeah, that's what we are. Uh, I wouldn't say mild. I think we're outstanding I think, entertainers. I think, I think Twitch would be fun. Twitch is like a crazy. I'm looking platform. forward to getting on Twitch, and especially on YouTube, because you know that's where the big that's where the big numbers are. And if you get big on YouTube, it's... actually Twitch has been very ban heavy lately. By the way, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, we don't do anything ban heavy though. Yeah, but sometimes language. Uh, yes, Thab. To answer your question, Sean. Sean, the this current crew will remain on Tuesday nights. Yeah, um, it's not, and I'm not saying no forever. It's not a no to both shows forever. It's just work life and yeah, it's potentially balancing, balancing family and work life is yeah, is enough in itself to do one show a week. And I yeah. get that because I do one show a week, and so and I live here, and sometimes it's <laughs> tough for me. Um, but you can see behind Sean, you know, you can see the, uh, you know, the, 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 the walls are, uh, plastered up and they're getting ready. We're, we're revamping the studio here in the next couple of days. Um, things are about to take off. And, uh, so we're, 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 we're putting two shows out. We're going to put more material out on the website, more podcasts for you, more you know, pod. more specific things. If you have ideas for stuff that you want to do, um, contact us We're you know, we're not Netflix, we're not green light and everybody, um, but if you have a podcast you want to do and you For want sure. to contribute you, to the network, you want to write means. articles and shit like that. Absolutely, yeah. Like we like we love other people's opinions. We, we do. We don't. We don't censor opinions. I mean, if you can put some crazy shit out there, like I won't censor you. I won't censor you. Well, we'll I don't just, know. We'll just make sure we put your name in big bold letters right at the top, and uh, you know we make sure that uh, you know everybody knows who you are. But if you've got ideas, you got articles, you want to be a contributor to RowanC1.com, by all means, reach out to me, uh, Sean, Darkness, whomever. Uh, and get at us, and uh, we'll we'll make it work for you. But um, that's the big news. That's the big programming announcement. I wanted Darkness to be on the line for that because it's going to be basically me and him doing the Monday night thing for. He for might now. he might be drooling while like being asleep right I now. I know he's probably like. Ugh. He calls up. He's like, "Hey guys, I made it." He's like, Keith, <laughs> "It is 11 p.m. and I'm on my way home." And he's like, "Fuck you." First of all, I don't know why he's Batman, but he is. Well, no, it's just because he's having nightmares about his roller skates. He's like, "Oh no, my roller skate broke a wheel." I like how you didn't give him inlines. You gave him those like old ass like four skate wheel things. Yeah, roll it. Yeah, they're on the screen right now. Roller skates. Oh, He's on his roller skates. I don't know. I'm, I never had skates. So I nah, Darkness doesn't strike me as a fruit booter. I never had skates in my life ever. No. No. I grew, I grew up in a bad area. I got my ass kicked. The skate stolen like twenty minutes. Well, all right, Sean. Well, uh, wait, wait. We got we got fifteen ish minutes. Fifteen ish minutes. Yeah. I mean. All right. Couple of things we can tell. We had to have missed something. We missed something today. What did we miss? Oh, I know what we missed. We didn't talk about the new owner of the Boston Red Sox. God damn it! I want to end on a what bad an note. amazing, amazing thing to have happen. First of all, anytime John Henry relinquishes ownership of the Red Sox, that is a step in the right direction. It's two percent. It's it's two percent further in the right direction than I was yesterday. <sighs> as far as becoming a Red Sox fan again, LeBron James has reportedly become. A 2% minority owner of the Boston Red Sox. Which makes all the sense in the world because he already owns the Boston Celtics. So he may just, you know, get on the tr- get on train and, you know, say, fuck it. I'll own the Red Sox too. I don't, I don't understand. Like, the Red Sox ownership group have to be the dumbest, can't read the room fucking owners in sports. Uh, without a doubt. I've been saying that for her how long now? I know, but it's just like... Hey guys, 
look who we just brought in. It's LeBron! And the fans are like, as what? An owner. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, wait, what? That's like that's like giving Peyton Manning a partial ownership. Different sport. I know it's going to be the same swap they use, but Peyton Manning now owns 2% of the New England Patriots. Patriots tends to be like, what? Like, are you shitting me? Like, now, why would be, you do it'd, that? It'd be worse if it was like Chad Henney. I mean, um, Chad Pennington. No, it wouldn't make any sense. We'd be so confused. We'd be like, or or like, if Eli, Ladanian Tomlinson. Nah, he didn't win anything either. If, if we made Eli, if you would see if Eli mm. got to two percent owner of the Patriots, people would be like, that would piss people off. Like, you want to die, son? Yeah, that would be that would that would absolutely be a fucking. But I can't fuck believe you. the Red Sox can't read their own audience enough to be like, yes, that. It's a it's a stone. Of course, it's a Stone Cold T-shirt. Why wouldn't I be wearing a Stone Cold T-shirt on three sixteen? What? What? Um, I just don't understand how the Red Sox come to this conclusion to make it public. Don't make it public then. Keep it behind the scenes and it trickles out. Hey, whatever. We don't talk about business. They publicly announce it. We're welcoming LeBron James. It's just like, oh my God, this ownership group is so bad. Like, I don't, I don't get it. They, they make all the wrong moves. In the last few years, mm-hmm. it's been nothing but negative moves. Nothing but negative moves. Absolutely. And it's been compiling on each other. Like, they, the moves... It's not like they make a bad move and then they sidestep it and they make a couple good moves. No, no, no. It's been like bad move, bad move, bad move, bad move. Worst move, worst move, worse move than that. Bad move. Not terrible move. Worst move. Like the the Red Sox are just stepping all over their dicks because at the end of the day, Sean, this is why I fucking said fuck this franchise, fuck John Henry, fuck this ownership group. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. They're they're. A bunch of rich, pandering fucking pukes who seek, they, they only exist to seek out the destruction of anybody who doesn't think like they do. And I'm all set with that. I'm all set with the Red Sox. I'm all set with Henry. I'm all set with Fenway. I'm all set with that team. I loved them. My, not, you know, for 95% of my life, I was a diehard Red Sox fan. Then John Henry started doing what John Henry's done for the last five to ten years, five to six years. You know, it started with the, it started with, you know, they changed, started changing the, uh, they changed the name of Yaki Way. And John Henry comes out and he says, oh, well, I can't sleep at night knowing that, you know, Tom Yaki owned, you know, how he treated minorities. And we were the last team to integrate. And, and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And someone came out and they went back and they went to the first time that John Henry bought the Red Sox team. And they, they had the whole clip. And he said, John Henry said the main reason why he bought the Red Sox is the history and the mm-hmm. and basically everything he just said, like eighteen. And then years he comes later, in and he wants to change all the history. Eighteen years later, because it yeah. became a social issue, yep. and he wanted to keep it in the headlines. And he could capitalize on it because he, oh, he bought the Boston Globe, and then and that's his little pet project off to the side. And the Boston Globe never, in all these years, have never criticized. It was the Red Shirley Sox. Long, Shirley Young. Oh, Long, let's not talk whatever, about whatever. That that's psychopath. Fucking psycho bitch. And then they go and they get Kirk and Callahan kicked off EI. Which well, that, was, that was Sean Kennedy. That was no. Well, that was Sean Kennedy and John Henry, and then they used Shirley Long as Wong, whatever her name was, as the puppet. Remember her, Bob Murchison, the whole fucking yep, nine. Yep, yep, and yep, they basically yep. got Kirk and Callahan canceled. And at that point, I was like, I was still commuting a Uber in every morning, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck you! You just took the best fucking morning show on radio anywhere in the country, 
and you canceled it because you're a fucking woke, pandering piece of fucking shit. And I have zero fucking empathy for you. If John Henry's plane crashed in the Atlantic on his way to England to go fucking watch whatever fucking soccer team it is he owns now, I think it's Liverpool or Tottenham or whatever fucking Tottenham. bullshit. I, I, don't think I, I would not. I would not shed a single fucking tear. I would probably celebrate. I don't wish death and upon so anybody. That's so bad that but you, I you talk about ownership. It. If you said, hey, guys, the Henry ownership group is going to come in. They're going to buy the Red Sox organization. You're going to win three World Series with this organization. You're going to say, this is a match made in heaven. Like, we haven't won in 86 years. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be perfect. And then at the end of those three World Series wins, it's just going to be nonstop bullshit and, and lying to their fans and treating their fans like they're ignorant trash. And making terrible signing after terrible signing after terrible signing after terrible one, signing. One of the best players in baseball you force out of here and you say, well, it's it's all him. He just didn't want to be here. It's like, no, he didn't want to be here because you're he didn't fucking be, retarded. You're here, right? He hates you, right? He went to the Dodgers and he was like, "I got to go hang out with Magic Johnson." And then, and then or, they said, "When I got to go hang out with Joe, who was it? It was John Henry and um, what was it? Let's go, Red Tom Fox. Warner, Tom Warner. Let's go, Red Sox. Let's. Oh my God! Like so what a running. fucking cringe moment. But they were like, he wants to hit free agency. He has to hit free agency. He gets no, traded. You just don't want to. He gets pay traded him. to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are like. You want some cash? And he's like, yeah. Sure. I like and then cash. he signed a lifelong contract with the Dodgers about a week after getting there. It was the most backstabbing moment to be mm-hmm. a Red Sox fan. Of like, He's like, and then he comes out and says, he goes, I would have loved to remain a Red Sox player. He goes, I talk with Ortiz about it all the time. And he goes, it just didn't work out. Yeah. And then the whole Adam Jones shit where and the, and the Tory Hunter shit where Red Sox ownership basically gave the middle finger to every single fan in the city. It was like, I like, and, and that's the thing that, that bothers me the most is, they basically they they went out and said they were like oh the oh the racism stuff oh, yeah when okay, they when they signed when they signed when they when when Tory Hunter was like yeah there's this group of like fifty people sitting there chanting the N word like f u N word and he was like and, and and nobody did anything about it and the parents are laughing and cheering and like this and that and Red Sox ownership was like that is disgusting we hold our fans to a higher standard than that you're disgusting people and basic and took the fucking. It was clearly a fucking lie. It was clearly a fabricated story. No, no, the not, Tory Hunter one. Yeah, not to get like too off track. Like, like has it ever been said at Fenway? Probably. Probably. Oh def- my god. All right, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I'm fairly certain I've heard it for this, for this, <laughs> for this exact incident, the chanting and and saying that. And granted, it wasn't yelled at a player. It was just like, "Yo, what up, Monica?" Like, <laughs> no, this is saying I'm like. Pretty it, sure that guy had dreads and was very black. So you uh, probably say that. I'm but. pretty sure like this exact instance that we were talking about is totally fake because there were other black players that had come out and said, listen, I've played at Fenway for the Yankees. CC Sabathia? CC Sabathia, black. CC Sabathia's like, never has anyone ever said that to me at Fenway Park. And he goes, and we hate each other. Yeah. And then a few of the players, Gary Sheffield, actually Gary Sheffield said a couple of guys said something to him in right field, which might have been true for Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Gary Sheffield loved to stir shit up, so yeah. I can picture a couple of white drunk but dudes there was, saying but there was, him. But the Tony Hunter one was just so unbelievable when you link it. It was like, he said it was like seven or eight kids in the front row. When he said all, kids, I'm like, come all, on. And the, and the kids were screaming it, and then the parents were just like drinking beers and high-fiving each other like, look how awesome our kids are for being racist. Like, dude, come on. Like, that's not even believable in a Hollywood movie. I mean that was that was like borderline offensive, and then Tory Hunter was like, it was very strange, like, because then he backtracked on it like the very following week, and he was like, he's like, well, it right. happened. It may have been exactly as I said it, but it happened, and it's like, and then and then, but then he went again, then he went all in on it again, and then the Adam Jones shit happened because it blew up against him. That's why. Yeah, and, and then, then Adam Jones kind of like was just like, hey, whatever, like I'm done. Yeah, the Adam Jones shit was like, well, no, they were like, oh, somebody yelled it in the in, in center field, and it's like, dude, it, there's. 
like fifteen like fifteen hundred people within the earshot of that guy, and not one person came forward and, and and heard it. Except that one guy that was like, I heard it, and then it turned out to be a fake. Remember that? And oh, they duped he, that guy from USA Today, and they totally he, fucking like fried him. It was like a twenty year old kid. Yeah, and he college dude. He was just like. Bah! Dude, he used it as a prank. He's like, I told everybody I heard it. He goes, I made it all up. And he goes, everyone everyone in the media is such an idiot because they were so desperate for the story. Yeah. I gave it to them, and I'm telling you it and was, it was 100% a, and a lie. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was from was USA Today. No, no, no. I don't remember the kid's name, oh, but I, yeah, I don't remember yeah, the yeah. reporter's name from USA Today that ran with it. And then the next night, you had that the, – the very next night after the Adam Jones thing, you had the biracial gay couple with their adopted biracial son – and oh, the okay. guy, I got really out of hand. The guy supposedly turned to him and was like, <laughs> you know, the girl's singing the national anthem, and he's like, I hope she doesn't N-word it up. And he's like, and it just so happened to be like this nameless, faceless guy that we never found out who he was, but he just so happened to say it to a Boston Globe reporter who was a biracial gay man. Uh, um, listen, it bullshit. It became it became the Red Sox became nothing but drama filled. Bullshit stories to stay to stay afloat because John Henry couldn't handle that the Patriots took up all the headlines for one reason or another. And now they have a hate hoaxing minority owner. Fits right in. But I just I don't know. Like as a as a Red Sox fan, like I've never felt so disconnected from my favorite team growing up. Like I I literally feel like I don't care. I dropped them on their face. Like as soon as that shit happened, dude. It was so easy me for draw. It was so easy for me to just be like, "Fuck you," and it's not because you know, it's not because of the team, it's not because of the fans, it's not because of any of that. Because it was always fun to have at least one team in New England that like I could go to a bar and root for the same team as everybody sure. else. Yeah, like that was that was fun. Like for example, the Bruins in two thousand eleven. That was a. Blast. You don't have a connection to hockey. That's I know, but it was a blast to go down to knuckleheads. Hockey's fun, and all the hockey, all the Bruins fans are sitting there. And I we're was there all rooting for them, right? Yeah, actually, Kale's uh, Kale, friend knocked herself out at the bar. Which I'm one? Not, I'm not gonna say her name. Oh, okay. Anyway, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was there. We were, yeah, we were all there. That was fucking awesome. She Game knocked seven. herself out. That we, was we, amazing. They blew him out like what? Seven one. It was over in like, oh, the second we, period. Shit in the Canadian's mouth. Yeah, Lu- no, it was uh, Vancouver. Uh, oh, Van- the Canucks. That's yeah, right. I'm sorry. It was, uh, Luongo was in goal. Luongo. Luongo. I remember the two twins, the Sedine twins. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't remember. But that was also the year of uh, didn't wasn't that the year that the fucking uh, the kid in Montreal cried foul too. Yes. Saying he heard the N-word in the garden and all this oh, other shit. Oh, no, 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 no. That was a different year. That was a different that year. year. Yeah. Oh, no, that was the year. Or was, no, I think it was fast forward a couple years of the year when um, Montreal wanted, like, uh, Chara pressed with charges for, like, they called the They called the French-Canadian police, like the Mounties. Yeah. They're like, we want this man arrested. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, for what? I was on the ice. He's like, you attempted murder. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking Canadians. Go buy a gun or something, you Fucking flappy-headed bastards! I hate Canada. God, I hate everything about them. Canada's harmless. I know. They but just, they, but they just think they're people, and it's like, shut up. They're just so. Opinionated. You're America's hat. Why do we, so, we don't care about? They're you? just so opinionated about hockey. They don't care about anything else. I feel like as like an American, anytime like a Canadian speaks up, we just get to be like, go ahead, keep talking. We already told the British what we think of them. We've told the French what we think of them. You want us to tell you too? Uh, uh. Like, I just. Every time I go to Canada, I'm like, God, I hate these fucking people. But I continue to they're go so to Canada friendly. because it's just so fun to dick on them because they're like, hey, that's all right. And then they turn around and talk their shit. 
That's all right. They're from Irish. Yeah, they're from Ireland or Scotland. Fuck you! It's St. Patty's Day, motherfucker. They are. Right. They're French Canadians. Yeah, French. Can- oh, the French Canadians, the first, the fucking worst. There's no Canada like French Canada. It's the worst Canada there is. Ha <laughs> ha. Dude, but then you go further north, and it's just like mountains and snow. And then oh, dude, like- go to like Nova Scotia. That's where it's at, dude. Like that's where Trailer Park Boys went down. I could oh totally go God. hang out with like Julian and Ricky. That's some funny shit. R.I.P. Miss Leahy. So I, I am disgusted as as a Red Sox fan. Just like it just it's one thing after another. Just LeBron James owns part of your team. By the way, uh, the Red Sox social media team huge problem uh, with pronouncing a certain player's name. <laughs> they accidentally don't do the hyphenated E. Hmm. So it comes across as a racial Jewish slur when they write his name, Ooh. and then they have to delete it and then put the hyphenated E. Is it the same one that uh, Myers Leonard said the other day? <laughs> oh my yes, nah. that name Hernandez. <laughs> so the Red Sox team is like Kiki, Kiki, right? Whatever, it's however Kiki. you want to say it, sure. And then they actually put no apostrophe E or the little hyphen over the E, and they're like, delete. Let's go write this again. Whoops. Uh, yeah, we can't have that shit. Not today. Not in today's world. You cannot because I don't know who they are, like who the cancel culture people are. Like we saw it here with Kirk and Callahan. We know it was the Globe and Bob Murchison and Char- Shirley Long or Wong or whatever her name was. Yeah. Like, we know those are the, those people, like, they'll go after your, like, Turtle Boy writes an article about it, like, once a month. Uh, you know, nobody can come after us because we don't have any advertisers. Mark Cuban loves cancel culture. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks? He hopes that cancel culture comes after him. He's like, it's the best marketing you could ever buy. He goes, he goes whether you're, he goes, whether it's good cancel culture or bad cancel culture, you're going to get 100% attention, and you're yeah, going to have people, true. and you're going to have people fight for you one way or another, and your name is out there. One day, million percent, and he goes. He goes. I wish someone come after came after one of my products. He goes. Please, please do. He's not wrong, and he's but a very smart. He's never going to fall. Mark Cuban will never fall. He's a brilliant man. But Mark Cuban's also his own boss, and no one's going to cancel Mark Cuban except exactly. himself. Exactly. Exactly. Who's going to cancel themselves? That'd be like me being like, you know what, guys, I'm stepping away from the show. I'm going to shut it down. I've said some things that I maybe shouldn't have said. Um, Kiki Hernandez, suck my dick from the back. That's how it goes. Anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We're going to wrap it up right there. We will catch you all next Tuesday night. We'll be on our regular scheduled programming. And then the following week, you will have a Monday night and Tuesday night show. So big round of applause. Thank you very much. Yes. yes. 300 shows. 300th show. Hey, yes. Hey, next week, who knows? Maybe the Patriots will have like 19 more free agents. Yep. And I'll, let's hope the Broncos have Deshaun Watson. I will blow my brains out. I will show up in a – I almost wore my Vaughn Miller jersey today because they did. Do you have a number four uh, Broncos jersey? Is it Drew Locke? He's three. And I don't have a Drew Locke jersey yet. No. Well, do you have him before Broncos jersey? Who wore four? No. no Nobody wore four in Broncos history? Like no Didn't prevalent Taylor, player. No. Um, Taylor who? I was thinking Hinton, but no, I think he was 17, wasn't nah, he? I didn't fucking wear four. I can't think of any Bronco that wore four. Not notable. Not no one notable. notable. I mean. uh, like a punter or a kicker, maybe it was like, I don't know. Like I was like, Joey rips off. Joey has a 14 or 84. The, uh, rips the number off. He just comes in a four jersey. I got, an, I got a couple 84 jerseys, though. Yeah, but it's going to be offset. You'll be like, fuck it. Uh, but no, uh, we, I do want to applaud uh, the general George Patton for for keeping Vaughn Miller and exercising his option today and keeping him a Bronco for another year. Hey. Uh, fair market value. To be fair, uh, we talked about it on the show, though, but the charges that were put against them, the other party dropped the charges completely, so it does come out as bullshit. 
Like it almost always does. And I mean, those those texts were taken extremely out of context about he's like, I just wish you had an abortion. It just seemed like those two were not meant to be together, and he's just like he was just venting. Truth of, be told, and he was just like, I do not want to have a children have a child with you. And he's like, Oh my god, this is the worst mistake I've ever made in my life. But she took that screenshot and was like, This is what he does to me. And he's like, Okay, like I met every word. He never denied it. <laughs> he never denied any of it. He's he's like, he's like, I'll let the courts talk about Listen, it. Brother, he is the golden boy. You know what the golden boy is, right? That yes. is the Super Bowl MVP of the Golden Super Bowl Fifty. But I mean, like the golden Super Bowl MVP is the golden boy. Uh, like, and she tried cancel culturing him with that message, and he's just like, "I'm not my daughter's the talking," and he goes, "I'm not apologizing." And she dropped the charges. So, and you know what? If everybody did that, whenever somebody came to their door to cancel, but that's sex. But not not, <laughs> not not everybody has Von Miller money to go hire a lawyer to yeah. talk for them. You just say, "No, I'm not doing that." No, no, didn't happen. No. Doesn't happen. No, well, that's not how it works. Those screenshot messages look looked bad. Well, they look bad, but Whatever. who gives a shit? But he's fucking Vaughn fucking Miller, and you know what? He's going to be in orange and blue for another fucking year. Hey, so maybe you. next year I finally get to see elite Vaughn Miller and elite Bradley Chubb doing what they do best, which is fucking murdering quarterbacks, which, God help me, if we don't get Deshaun Watson, we're going to need all the defense we can oh, get. Oh, Deshaun. Oh, Deshaun. I can't wait to say that on Sundays. He's going to be a Bronco. You watch. Uh, but anyway, for... Darkness, who could not be here tonight, he'll be back hopefully next week. Hopefully his back's better and, uh, you know, he gets off his roller skates and, you know, gets, gets through all that shit. Uh, for Darkness and Mr. Sean Betancourt, I am your host, Joey Fats. It's been real. It's been fun. Thank you all for joining us. And um, thanks, guys. We'll uh, catch you all next week. Peace. Y2J is the undisputed champion. Y2J was declared the winner at Vengeance. Vince McMahon and Booker T screw Stone Cold. Vince and Booker T screw Stone Cold. I said Vince McMahon and Booker T screw Stone Cold. After last night, I sat there and I thought about it and I said, Stone Cold, there's no use in sitting here crying, whining, pissing, moaning. So I asked myself, I said, Stone Cold, do you want Y2J or do you want Booker T? So while I was trying to make that decision, I drove over to the Sonic Drive-In Ordered a jalapeno burger, a chicken fried steak sandwich, a chili cheese dog with extra onions, french fries, tater tots, washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody berry. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? What? Booker T, you show up tonight with Vince McMahon and you got your...